It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. I am Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host Austin Weinrich, and we have a, uh, a kind of a special little episode for you to celebrate the start of the hockey season coming up. We're gonna do a little um, NH. We're gonna do a few NHL picks for you, kind of give you what our thoughts are, and we are we are uh, have the honor and privilege of being joined by uh, Trent Pruitt. He is the founder and creator of the Link and the Link Sports website. So. Uh, I'll say what I always say. Make sure to check them out on Twitter and check out their website. That's lynqsports.com. There's a lot of free content on there uh, for all your betting needs. A lot of people put in a lot of time and effort to uh, to bring that content to you. And a lot of it's well-researched, so make sure to take a look at it, and uh, they can help you win some money. So what we're going to do, um, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Trent Pruitt on. Like I said, he's the creator and founder of Link Sports. Talk to him for a little bit, uh, kind of get a background on him and, and how why he created the link and, and things like that, and then talk a little hockey with him. And then uh, we actually have another guest, our buddy Eric. He's going to swing by and um, do the same thing for us, kind of give us what his takes are. He's a big hockey guy. He's our hockey expert. Yeah, he's uh, anything, that, anything that you need to know about hockey, he's your guy. So we're going to talk to him and... Uh, just really jump right into this NHL. It's, it's exciting. Um, I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's all about football right now, but uh, NHL starting up and then we have basketball. You know, it's kind of all going to be going on at once here soon. So uh, we're going to jump right into it here. We have Trent with us. Uh, Trent, why don't, you say, why don't you say hello and give a quick bio about yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. Uh, what's going on, Trent? last night against Cal. How do you feel about that? see uh, Herm Edwards on a college sideline, in my opinion. And they've got Antonio Pierce, right? Is the defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love, <laughs> uh, I love that move to get Pierce. He's, he's got some good uh, recruiting ties down in L.A., so we should be getting some good guys out of there finally. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Herm, it's good to see him back on the sidelines. Uh, he looks old. You know, you <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. I like him. He, he he just he did an interview. I was watching the game last night, and he he just looks old, you know. Yeah, he does look uh, he does look like he's getting up there a little bit. Yeah, but he's obviously still got a lot of energy, and it's it is kind of cool to see him uh, be successful because yeah, he, he has been successful for the most part. Last night, right? 
Okay, so that was a nice, uh, nice call by you. Cal, Cal's got a pretty good squad too. So, yeah, they're uh, they're solid. Yeah. So, uh, so how about your uh, your favorite teams here? What uh, who, which teams do you normally follow on a regular basis? Um, favorite team. So, uh, you know, first off on the site, I'm like all uh, I cover the White Sox, so I'm always writing, writing uh, game previews for them. Um, doing pretty well in the season actually I'm like uh, 40 and 30 and if you follow every pick we're up like 1500 bucks um, so that was looking good uh, other than those guys uh, I like the Bears uh, the Hawks when it comes to hockey and uh, I follow the Bulls if they're good um, which I mean it hasn't been since we had like you know D. Rose uh, man that was probably like five, six, seven years ago so as a as a uh like you mentioned, D. Rose, you you feel pretty good seeing him kind of come back from that injury and be pretty successful. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome to see him, uh, you know, recover and kind of come back full circle. I'm glad he's he's doing well up in uh, Minnesota, and uh, you know, he, he kind of got like uh, Chicago didn't really, you know, love him when he left, um, just because it kind of had a bad ending. So, uh, you know, now everyone's, everyone's all for him again, so that's good. Hey, Trent, I got a question for you. Why'd you choose the White Sox yeah. over the Cubs? Um, well, I, I don't know if you guys know or not, but it's all, uh, it's kind of like north side versus south side. Um, so, you know, if you're on the south side of Chicago, it's more, uh, you're more supposed to be a Sox fan. Uh, north side, you're more of a Cubs fan. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the main thing. Plus, I guess, uh, my dad's a big uh, Sox fan, so that was kind of a, uh, yeah, I just grew up uh, watching Sox games, why not? Right, well, we were just curious, because in New York, usually the divide's always been blue collars, the Mets, and white collars, usually the Yankees. Okay, that's how it's split up up there? Yeah. It's not, not 100% true, yeah. but that's the old school thinking behind it. Oh, yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, same with out here. I mean, there's plenty of uh, Cubs fans down south, but... They, I mean, they dominate the city, so um, that's unfortunate, but it's true. It's been a while since the, uh, what was it, 2005 when the the White Sox won the World Series? <laughs> yeah, 05. Um, so yeah, it's been a while, but, you know, we're, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, hopefully next year we'll compete, uh, maybe for the division. That's the plan, at least. You do, um, you do have some, but, yeah. you do have some players that are, that are kind of interesting. Moncada and, uh... Abreu, he's not, Abreu's yeah, coming yeah. back, right? He's, 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 All those guys, they're kind of meshing well, finally. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're getting there. Uh, James McCann, our catcher, had a great year. Um, we're bringing up some guys like Zach Collins. Uh, he's finally starting to hit a little bit. Um, so as long as everyone keeps developing over the uh, winter, our pitching gets, our pitching gets healthy. Uh, maybe we go out and add a guy or two. Um, you know, things might come together. Um, yeah, so why don't, you, uh, why don't you explain a little bit about how you got into sports betting? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I've always been a sports fan. I've followed it, played it my whole life. Um, I think it was probably like my sophomore year of um, high school. A couple guys that I hung around with, uh, you know, they, they coached me up on, you know, the sports betting thing. 
anything. I didn't really know too much about it up until then. Um, and then, you know, I found out that you could uh, bet on football, and I, you know, kind of became fascinated with that. Um, so, you know, through the, excuse me, the latter days of uh, high school, we kind of went through that degenerate phase where we're betting, like, uh, Russian hockey in the morning, any kind of, like, soccer that you can get on in the afternoon, and then, you know, hockey and uh, hoops at night. So um, that was kind of it. But as I've grown, uh, kind of, you know, taking it more seriously, and, you know, you treat it more of a, like an investment more than, um, you know, just for fun, like an entertainment thing, especially since I'm running the site. Yeah, I think once you, uh, like you said, once you start off, it's kind of, you know, you become enamored with it, and then you realize that that's not the way to that's not the way to go about betting, you know. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You'll uh, you'll lose your bankroll uh, quickly and time and time again if you if you lose sight of the uh, the objective. Do you guys have uh, the cards out there? The cards run by the mob. We get all the college games, all the uh, NFL spreads. Is that what you said? Yeah, the cards. Uh, that's my knowledge. I, I guess I uh, stayed away from the monsters. So, uh, <laughs> that's how I was introduced to it at like 12. My dad, uh, we used to go into like these bodegas and they'd have all the cards out and they classified as points. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That's probably... Yeah, none of that. Uh, I was uh, I was a suburban kid, so we uh, kind of stayed away from that. Maybe down in the city, I'm sure you can find that kind of stuff. It's probably, uh, I was just thinking, it's probably a good thing that you don't really know much about that. But, uh... Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but why, why'd you, uh, why'd you decide to start the link? Um, yeah, so, I guess, like, the, uh, the purpose, I just kind of wanted to, uh, want to start something, um, that, you know, I love and something that I actually enjoy doing, uh, in my life, so... Um, I worked this, like, finance job for a little bit uh, down when I was living out in Arizona. And um, just wasn't, you know, I was, like, sitting there one day in my cubicle, and I'm like, shit, I don't want to do this for, you know, the next 40 years of my life or whatever. Um, so, you know, I sat down, um, and I thought about, you know, what I really like to do and what I enjoy doing. And, um, you know, I love watching sports, betting on sports. Uh, I think I'm pretty knowledgeable about most, uh, most sports. You know, I can keep a conversation about, you know, if you want to talk tennis, uh, soccer, golf, you know, whatever, baseball, football, uh, I can hang around. Uh, so, you know, I figured why not, um, you know, I can create a platform uh, to kind of have my opinions heard. And, um, you know, that's where, that's where it's at right now. So I know you guys have only been around for – what for, uh, five months, four four months? Yeah, I think yeah, I think this is like our sixth month now. So yeah, about five and some five and a little bit. And you've had uh, pretty good growth, kind of on a on a on a monthly basis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we we really skyrocketed. Um, well, I guess first off, we the original plan when. Uh, I took on a couple of the first guys. Um, we kind of sat down. We were like, "All right, where, you know, where do we want to be um, in a couple months?" And 
and uh, we decided we want to, you know, really get ourselves set up for uh, football season because I think everyone loves football, and um, a lot of people like betting on it too. So um, we set ourselves up nicely. Uh, added, you know, uh, Austin and Max. You guys, uh, when do you guys come on? August? Is that right? Uh, the first one we did was September September second, I believe. Yeah, right um, before the first yeah. week of the season. Yeah, so it's only been a oh, few yeah, weeks, right. but. Yeah, so we brought on. Uh, I mean, you guys, uh, you know, some other writers to the site, and um, you know, boom, like we exploded. Um, so we saw some pretty massive gro- uh, growth, and we're seeing a lot more growth in September as well. So it's great to see. Yeah, that's nice to that's nice to hear. Um, obviously, we're excited to be a part of it, um, and I know you got you, you kind of touched on the next thing that we were going to talk about, kind of your your vision for the future. Um, uh, you know, what, what's that what's that looking like? Are we uh, you looking to expand a little bit or? sports industry is that it's unpredictable and there's always something going on so you know if if you're successful in this business then there's always going to be something that you can kind of build upon as you go It, it, it never gets stagnant So, uh, what do you think of them through the first three weeks? Um, I will say, uh, first off, I'm not worried. Uh, first two games were a little sloppy. Um, you know, we had that, well, I guess I should say the offense was sloppy. Uh, they definitely need to pick it up. Um, but I think I saw last week against the Redskins, I kind of, I was like, all right, I need to, I need to see these boys go out there and get, like, a, a dominating uh, victory, and I think that's what they did. So I'm kind of uh, I'm feeling good uh, moving forward. Our defense is like you know pretty nasty, uh, led by you know Khalil Mack up front, Keem Hicks, uh, and then the uh, the Alabama boys holding down the safety spots with Eddie Jackson and uh, 
playing deck, so I mean, it's solid. There, you go name for name with these guys, and you know they're going to be some of the some of the best around in the league. You know. Yeah, I um, it's kind of funny that it seems like Alabama just keeps pumping out those safeties, um, and they just they're they are they're an NFL factory pretty much. But um, yeah, just just my own thought, just just my own thoughts real quick. I mean, I I, I wrote the um, or uh, I didn't write it, but uh, just the my my initial thoughts on the Bears were that their defense was going to be the way that it was last year because they were bringing back pretty much everybody. And they added, right. and they added Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, so it actually could could be better than it was last year. I'm just a little surprised at the uh, the offensive struggles. I didn't think that they were going to have as much of an issue as they're ha- as they've had so far this season. Right. Yeah. I know. I agree with that. Um, maybe it's the first game we can blame just being rusty. Not. You know, I don't know why they didn't play the guys in preseason at least for you know couple quarters uh maybe you can blame it on that but they i don't know this course points last game but yeah still it just doesn't it's not clicking you know 100 percent the way you want to see um which you know maybe you can get away with that with our defense uh for now but yeah they'll they'll definitely have to figure it out uh if they want to you know take the north um and you know if they want to go on the playoff run for sure i think it's um you know, he just had a big performance, but, uh, you know, Jordan Howard was that guy that could get the tough yards in between the tackles. And I think it's obvious, uh, yeah. it's, it's obvious that they're missing that a little bit. Um, he just had a big game for Philadelphia yeah. and, and I think that they're kind of missing that guy that can do that, you know? Oh yeah. They, um, I know it's kind of like a boy back there, uh, at running back. They got, I mean, they have a lot of these guys good play in space. Uh, they picked up, uh, Corel Patterson, and then we have three Cohen. But um, they're kind of be look. They're going to be looking at our guy uh, out of Iowa State, Montgomery, that they just drafted. Yeah. And um, to get those tough yards, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, definitely, it did help to have you know Jordan Howard in there to kind of pound the rock, uh, bring those safeties up in the box a little bit. To, um, you know, open up the downfield stuff for Mitch. Yeah, for sure. You have any surprise teams, good or bad, you're looking at this year? Um, yeah, the first off, the uh, Steelers are brutal. I'm, I follow them because my, uh, my mom's from Pittsburgh area, so um, that's just been, you know, a dumpster fire. It's uh, 0-3 to start. They lost Ben. Um, I don't know. That's going to be a pretty bad season for them. I'm thinking maybe they'll get, like, four wins. I don't know. Um, are you are you a little surprised by the uh, Fitzpatrick trade? That w- that seemed a little odd to. Uh, I think me and Austin were both on the same page. That was a little odd, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like I don't even know if it's too early to say. I don't think it is. I think that was probably the worst trade I've seen in a little while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I kind of agree. You know it's gonna be a- <laughs> You know it's going to be a bad season, so why not, you know, hold on to that pick? Um, and, you know, maybe a top five, top pick, you go out and get, you know, whoever. Yeah, the way that it's going, uh, it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be, you know, a top three, 
you know definitely within the top 10 yeah at least a top even top five like you're thinking that's that's where the season's going so um it it was just kind of odd to see that because with big ben hurt you don't know what's going on with that you know they could have been in the uh the sweepstakes for either Tua or trevor lawrence Yeah, this this draft seems pretty front loaded, so I, I'm I, I was surprised. I know Austin was too. Um, but what what other teams are you looking at as surprises, both good and bad? For sure. It uh, it doesn't seem like there's no like no one is stepping up to take it. So, uh, you know, it's, Matt Ryan needs to get up and you know get that going. You know, it's it's uh, like you said they are kind of a frustrating team to watch because, and you could kind of blame it on Sarkeesian. He's not there anymore, but they're still having the same problems. So now. You know, Austin and I have kind of talked about Dan Quinn. Maybe if they continue, they're not gonna. He's not gonna first make it. First coach fired. Yeah. One. I wonder what the odds are on him being the first coach fired. Um, oh, that's a great question. You know, because that's we both talked about that for, for at length. Just he's just done a poor job ever since they blew that Super Bowl. You know. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I just I tried searching for that. I, I can't find any uh, updated odds. I saw someone asking that on Twitter the other day too about uh, who's going to be the first guy fired. And no one, no one has the answer. Vegas doesn't even know yet. I think uh, depending on what happens this week, uh, I think he might be at the top of the list pretty soon. Oh yeah. Um, I guess it was against uh, you know I think they played the Giants, your guys. Jets, right? Giants, and uh, Bengals. Bengals, I think, yeah. and the Redskins. They played. Um, so no, they, Jets, they, Giants. They play, what's up? Yeah, they played. They played the Jets, Giants, and Bengals. Yeah. Oh okay, gotcha. They haven't um, left New York yet. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give my take real quick and then I'll hand it over to Austin. But um, 
I think the bill, you know, the Bills being three and zero, their their wins have been pretty unspectacular for the most part, and they've played some teams that are just not very good. So I'm not I'm not really sure what to make of them yet, and until I see them play well against a, a, a good team, I kind of have to go, you know, especially with the Patriots. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to touch this game. But if I had to choose, I would. I'd have to go with the Patriots. You know, what do you think, Austin? Uh, I'm actually leaning Bills a little bit here. I think the Patriots don't care about the regular season because they know they have the division locked up. The Bills aren't going to be able to stay with them all season. And I just think yeah, right. Bills Bills Mafia is going to be insane. <laughs> this is going to be one of the nuttiest games. That crowd is oh, going to yeah, be so loud. Throwing dildos and shit on the field. Yeah. I'll give them that, though. They they are pretty creative. I mean, now they're now they're just smashing each other through tables, and that's pretty mild compared to what they've done in the past. So, right. you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bills 3-0, that's, um, I'm not, I, I'd be lying if I said that I'd predict that going into the year, but, uh, <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. Before before we jump into hockey, let's just uh, go, oh, yeah. let's just go over what your week four picks were, and um, and then we'll just kind of update the the competition that we have, the friendly competition that's going on. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So my three uh, three picks for our competition. I I don't even know if I won a game last week. Uh, I might have went one and two. Maybe I went zero and three, which would not be a good look. Yeah. We actually um, we actually made them. Uh, Mistake. We made a mistake on the standings last week. We had, um, for some reason, we we had David going three and zero, but he actually uh, had New England, and they they didn't cover. So, um, okay. him and I went two and one last week, and then you and Austin went one and two. Went one and two. So it was pretty uh, pretty yeah. close across the board. It's in Baltimore, um, yeah. Um, so I don't think I'm not a big Browns guy. First off, I like whenever they're bad. I think it's just funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they've always kind of been the laughing stock of the uh, AFC North. So I kind of hope that continues. Um, but I think they're not seven points worse than uh, the Ravens, even though uh, you know there's a lot of hype around. Lamar Jackson, and I think they ended up getting a late cover uh, last week against the Chiefs. Um, but I think the Browns are uh, they're decent; they'll hang around. Um, their defense might be able to slow down Lamar a little bit and uh, Mark Ingram. Um, so that was my first pick. Second one, I got the the Raiders close to touchdown um, against the Colts. Um, and yeah, same thing. I'm not completely sold on uh, the Colts yet. Um, is that, I think they are 2-1. and one. Is that with um, you assuming that Hilton's not going to play? And obviously Darius Leonard is out too, but uh, is that kind of what you were right. basing it off of? Yeah, I mean, um, I like that the injury stuff uh, makes me like it even more. I just think overall, I think the Raiders are, you know, maybe like a six-win team, maybe. Yeah, six wins for sure. Um, so 
injury stuff. Um, I'm just not completely sold, I guess, on uh, the Colts being, you know, a great team. So I think I'll take the touchdown there. Okay. Yeah, Austin. Uh, uh, Austin's been on the Colts all season, and he's yeah. he's three and zero in his Colts pick. So I think he knows something that we don't. But uh, okay. I what, mean, do you, what do you think about this week, Austin? Since you're uh, our Colts uh, insider. <laughs> uh, this is the first week I'm nervous, to be honest with you. That T.Y. Hilton he just bails out for set whenever they need a third and seven, third and eight. It, he's looking at T.Y. Hilton. I mean, that old line right. is just so good. That it's insane. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. But um, you're still, you're still feeling the, uh, the Colts though. You no, got, you got, you got to, you got to ride yeah. them at this point, right? Are they three and zero against the spread? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, and that was another thing. It's just kind of one of those. Uh, it's like one of those odd weeks where you can just be like, maybe the Raiders steal. <laughs> well, not steal the game, but steal cover, maybe. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of why I, I picked the Raiders last week against the Vikings for that reason. I thought maybe they would get a, a nice little backdoor cover or something like that. And um, yeah, yeah, it didn't happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but I think they'll hang around. Um, but we'll see. You know, and then on to my final pick. What do you guys? Uh, it's uh, I'm gonna take the Bears. I see this lines all over the place online. Um, I see it at even. I see it at minus two. I saw it at minus one. Um, I think if it gets down to like, if I can play it at minus one or even, uh, if it's pick them, I'll take Chicago at home. Okay. Yeah, we actually, when we did our picks the other day, um, Chicago was at minus three. So I guess, um, yeah, people are on the Vikings a little bit here, but. I agree though with the pick'em with the pick'em I, I or minus one or pick'em I, I I like to go with the home team. Um, right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those like just scrappy, nasty games because I mean Mitch just uh, obviously hasn't shown that he's good and Kirk Cousins you know he's inconsistent but overall not great. Um, so I mean if anything, it's a, it a nice way to put it. <laughs> That that was a that was a that was a nice way to put uh, Kirk Cousins in in a nutshell right there. Right, yeah. He's he's inconsistent and and just not very good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the guy he's all over the place. Um, I like him because he's a Big Ten guy. He wants Michigan State. Um, but you know, if we're talking, you know, the truth here, he's you know, I don't think he's gonna be the guy to get it done. Yeah, I. Uh... I'll have to agree. I know Austin's a big Michigan State guy. Yeah, I've watched Kirk Cousins for probably going on almost 10 years now, and he just fails to win so many big games or make a play when you need him to. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's so true. Anytime he has the ball and it's coming down to the wire, it's like, oh, shit, here comes uh, Kirk Cousins again. He's going to airmail this one. <laughs> Captain Kirk, right? Um, yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, so let's, um, let's, uh, let's do the um, – We'll just run through the standings real quick, the overall standings, and uh, and then we'll jump into hockey, just to cool, get right the breakdown here. So we'll start at the bottom, which is me, and uh, so far on the season, I'm in my locks. I'm two and seven. It's uh, 
not something I'm proud of, but plenty of time to turn that around. So, um, after that, yeah, no, yeah, it's a long season. Um, then we have, uh, so you're, 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 uh, right there at five and four and then Austin and David are tied at the top at six and three. So you guys are battling it out right now. And, uh, I'm not really close, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'll say that. Two and, I was two and one. I was two and one last week, so I'm I'm trending in the right direction. That's the way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. week by week basis. Yeah, don't, don't let this guy get hot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's what I'm telling Austin over here. Um, but uh, all right, so let's jump into hockey. We'll kind of do rapid fire. Uh, we know you're a busy guy, so we don't want to take up too much of your time. But uh, so what we'll do no, is we'll, <laughs> what we'll do okay. is um, we'll do the division winner. Your predictions for division winners, uh, your Western Conference and Eastern Conference uh, winners, and then the Stanley Cup champions, uh, who you think is going to be there at the end. So uh, let's start with the Atlantic. Who do you have uh, for the Atlantic? Okay, the Atlantic, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot here with the Florida Panthers. Um, I think they were plus 600. Is that what you're saying? Uh, right now they're plus, se- they're plus 700 right now. I think the value comes uh, from the, the the reason the reason for that is that Tampa Bay is such a heavy favorite that um, you know personally I don't I don't really like to go too much in that direction with hockey with the favorites because you just never know and if you can get value somewhere else uh, that, that that just right. seems to be the better play to me so as far as you taking Florida for the value I, there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you see that a lot so, uh, in hockey. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It happens, you know, more than more than often. So yeah, it's worth a shot. I think taking those guys. What are you feeling for the Metro? Uh, the Metro. Um, so I just I wrote a. Uh, I'm rolling out the previews right now for. Uh, I have the Atlantic, the Metro, and the Central. Um, in there, I I put the Caps to win it. Um. And I was seeing like plus three fifty, I want to say. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, plus that, three fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we have too in front of us. Okay. Um, so here's what I uh, here's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take. Uh, I think Washington will win it for sure. Um, but I would put um, like a unit, you know, throw a hundred bucks or whatever on both Washington and Pittsburgh. Um, and I think you know either of those two are going to win it, and you should come off profitable either way. Yeah, this one this one's pretty tight. Um, obviously, outside of uh, the Rangers and Columbus, everybody's you know plus nine hundred or or lower. Uh, so right, yeah. so this one that it seems like they're not really sure uh, for the most part who's who's going to come out on top, but. Right. Can't, you can't really know, go uh, wrong with with Washington and Pittsburgh. You can't really go wrong there. Right. Both of those guys are pretty much uh, returning the same core. 
Pittsburgh just sent uh, Phil Kessel out, but they picked up uh, Alex Galchenyuk from uh, the Yotes, and he's he's got some legs, quick skater, and uh, I mean, you know, you pretty much plug any forward in with Sid or Malkin, and you're going to get production. Um, so I think that's you know, it's not a big worry there. How about the uh, the central? The central. Um, so yeah, the preview I wrote. Um, I think I took the abs at like plus two fifty. Um, but then once again, uh, if I'm looking at value, I really like the stars um, to get in there and uh, potentially win it and maybe make a little playoff run themselves. Okay. Yeah. This is. Um, this seems to be another division where it's. For the most part, you have four or five teams that, you know, Vegas thinks can can pull this out, so they're kind of bunched together. Right, yeah. I mean, that the whole, uh, all seven teams last year finished within 17 points of each other, um, which, I mean, that's, like, pretty freaking tight. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, I'm, I'd say no chance for the Wild. Um, I think, let's see... I think Nashville's going to drop off maybe a little bit. Uh, but the abs are right there. Uh, I think Blackhawks might improve a little bit. I don't think they'll win. But like I said, the Stars, if you're looking for good value, I like them. They just picked up uh, Pavelski, too, from San Jose. And then I think they returned the best goaltending duo in the league with uh, Ben Bishop and Anton Kukadovin. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a really sick team down there. I like those guys. All right, let's finish up with the uh, with the Pacific Division here. Who do you got in there? Uh, let's see, the Pacific. Um, I think I went with the. Uh, I'm gonna take the Knights there. Uh, to win it, that's a chalky pick. I know. I think they're only was it plus one twenty five as well. So they're actually on here um, as minus one hundred five. They're the only they're the only team in the NHL that actually has. Um, a minus to win their division. Yeah. Oh man, man. Um, geez, I don't want to take that. Then. Uh, I think. Well, I guess we'll do it. Who I think is going to win? I'll take the Knights to win it. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for value, I like the Flames. Um, Johnny Hockey, guy's pretty sick, and then uh, Mark Giordano holding down the defense. I love watching that guy play. Um. Yeah, if you're looking for value, I'd take a shot with them. But overall, I would see maybe the Golden Knights winning it. Uh, that picking up Mark Stone last year was, like, incredible. I mean, that guy's just – he's a player. Um, and then, you know, obviously they got Fleury holding down the net. Um, out from Subban when uh, Fleury's out there. So it's a, it's a good veteran team, uh, some heavy hitters. Um, and, you know, I could – if we're, uh, you know, I'll, I'll transition to the next one. I think uh, they're going to end up taking the Western Conference too. You think the you think the Knights will? Yeah, I think the Knights take the uh, the Western Conference um, and the Stanley Cup too. Okay, so you're uh, you're go- you're all in on the Knights. Let's just yeah, I um, I was last year too. Once the playoff time came around, uh, and I'm I'm sticking with those guys. Like I said, it's a veteran squad. Uh, you know they're a mature team. They're they're big dudes. They hit. They skate well, and uh, you know they're just good. They're just great. Yeah, they're they're uh, 
you know, obviously they're the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, favorite to win the uh, the Western Conference. So, like you said, it's a chalky pick, but if they you know, win, you win. So. Yeah, at at the end of the day, a, a chalky pick will will win you money if they do what they're supposed to do. So, um, there's not there's nothing oh, yeah. really wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm seeing they're at like ten to one to win the cup. So, um, you know, I think it's uh, yeah, like we said, it's a little chalky picking those guys. I always feel bad about it that I'm not giving a good value pick there, but. Um, Hey, like like Austin, like like Austin said, uh, it's about know, winning the bet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about winning. So, just win. Yeah, baby. you're right. You're right. Um, but for the Eastern Conference, who you have coming out of the East? Um, I got the. Uh, I think I got the Lightning going there too. Um, big redemption year for them. Uh, they just got embarrassed last year come playoff time. So. Um, yeah, I think you. I think that What's that? I think you and Austin are on the same page with that, right? You, yeah, you yeah, definitely a redemption story. You know, I don't, I don't see him putting up like a hundred and. I think did they put up like a hundred and twenty-eight last year, somewhere around there? Points. I don't yeah. see that happening again, but I think uh, they'll be ready come playoff time. They're definitely not going to have a massive letdown like that. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so just just a, a quick recap. You have uh, from uh, with the Atlantic, you have Florida, uh, Metro, you have the Caps, but you're gonna, but you, but you also said that you'll put a little bit on the Pens as well. Um, yeah. Pacific, you have the Knights. Central, you have the Stars. In the Western Conference, you have the Knights. Eastern Conference, you have the Lightning. And then to win it all, you have the Vegas Knights, which, like you said, is the chalky pick, but a win's a win if they. Uh, you know, if that comes to fruition, so who really cares? Um, we're gonna, yeah, right. we're definitely gonna compare that to um, to our our buddies' picks and see see if you guys agree or disagree and and where you do that. So yeah, just uh, before before we get you out of here, Trent. You know, we like to prove we're a little bit more than just a gambling podcast. We want to prove we like to share our stories about our wins, losses. So we like to ask our guests. Do you have a, what's your best sports moment, either as a fan or in real life? And also, what's your worst sports moment as a fan or in real life? Um, let's see. I guess I would say, I'll start with my worst. That's pretty easy. Um, worst is playing. Uh, I played rugby. I tore my ACL. Um, so that's, like, by far the worst thing that's, you know, ever happened to me in sports or life um, <laughs> I, I know those injuries sure. um, but yeah so yeah definitely uh, don't recommend that for anybody that plays rugby don't go into the scrum too early might uh, mess up your knee um, and then that moment whew, I would say one of the, the coolest things I've ever seen uh, like a Chicago sports fan was uh, the 06 Super Bowl whenever Devin Hester took the opening cake back. Um, I think all of Chicago was just like, holy shit, we're actually going to win a Super Bowl um, in our lifetime at least. Um, but then, you know, we ran into Peyton Manning and the Colts and they ended up smoking us. Um, yeah, who's the... Yeah, you know, overall, even though it wasn't a winner, uh, that was still like probably, you know, that's a pretty good, 
pretty big high for any sports fan right there. That those were the uh, Rex Grossman years, correct? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I just hope it's not the same with Mitch. There's a lot of missed outers right now, and uh, that whole year we relied on our defense and special teams to get us there. Um, so man, I hope it's not the same thing. I think. Um, you know, you you mentioned there's a lot of Trubisky doubters. I think that there's uh, a lot of substance to that right now, uh, and and until he until he you know picks his game up, they're gonna stick around. So uh, he's definitely yeah. he's definitely gonna be the reason why or why they don't uh, have success this year, in my opinion. The defense can be as good as it wants, but as we saw, you know, in those years, the the defense at some point is gonna run into something and. If the offense can't pick them up, then it's not really going to matter how good the defense is, you know? Exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what happened that uh, week two game um, against the Broncos this year. It's like, you know, uh, I think it was Kyle Fuller got picked down in the, in, the, in the red zone, and then the Bears' offense goes three and out. Bears get another stop, offense goes three and out. And then finally, third time, I think they punched in and took the lead, and, you know, we barely escaped the victory, so, um, you know, a win's a win, like we're saying, but still, yeah, you got to see the offense uh, pick it up for sure. Yeah, um, but we, yeah, we appreciate you coming on, we appreciate you sharing your, uh, your thoughts, and kind of the, the overall mission of, uh, of the link, and, uh, I think if anybody, you know, listens to this, and, if you take away anything from this, I think it's just don't tear your ACL. That's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but, no, definitely check out the website. Uh, like Trent said, there's a lot of stuff on there, a lot of free content. Uh, well, it, everything is free. Um, but yep. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of research that's done. And these, these aren't just, you know, picks, you know, gut picks or anything like that. There's a lot of stats that go into it. And, uh and make sure to check that out. So, Trent, we appreciate having you on. Thanks for coming on, Trent. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh, keep killing it. First yeah. podcast, I think, uh, so far, it's a success. And it's just going to keep, uh, it's going to blow up, you know. Just yeah. Like the, uh, just like the business. That's that's the plan for sure. Um, maybe we'll, uh, at, at maybe the halfway point of the season, we'll, we'll have you on and kind of do, uh, you know, a halfway point uh, episode and can kind of run through some. Oh, yeah some uh results and things like that so we'll, we'll look into that but again thanks for coming on and we'll talk to you soon yeah 100 guys thanks for having me i'll uh talk to you soon all right bye trent see you later all right so that was uh trent pruitt he was uh gracious enough to join us and uh like we said he's the uh founder and creator of the link and uh, linksports.com uh so now we're going to switch gears a little bit uh we're gonna have our uh, our buddy here lifelong friend eric he's a big hockey buff uh, knows more than probably uh, both of us combined. To be honest, both of us def- mean, definitely, uh, uh, definitely me, because uh, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have him, and we're gonna kind of do what we did with Trent. Just uh, you know, initial thoughts. Uh, well, quick bio first with some initial thoughts on the NHL, and kind of let him uh, put his own personal spin on things, and then finish up with some picks, and uh, hopefully. 
you know, if they, uh, him and Trent kind of agree on some stuff, that's just some verification that these are uh, some good picks for you and we can win some money. So, uh, better be tires at the end of the day, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the plan. But uh, Eric, it's good to have you on. It's so good why don't to be you, here, guys. Yeah, why don't you give a little bio about yourself and then we'll go from there. Well, I just want to say thanks for having me on, fellas. Uh, you know, two of you guys have just a wealth of information. Just listening to the first few episodes, it's mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, information you guys have combined is just outstanding. So, well, I appreciate that. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. It's just an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be here. Um, like I said, my name is uh, Eric. I've been lifelong friends with these two clowns, I guess you can call it. Um, kind of the only one that got into the hockey side of it. Most of our friends, you know, like you guys, football, baseball, uh, a little basketball, but I'm really the only one with the hockey route, I guess. Yeah, the extent of my hockey was uh, my dad actually played college hockey. Yeah, I just never did. got into it. Uh, you and me playing street hockey. That was about yeah, like the extent of my yeah. hockey yeah, experience. Yeah, so me and Austin grew up across the street from each other, directly across the street. So we'd have some, some crazy street hockey games, you know, Nets facing each other. Our dads were in net, and <laughs> whoever wanted to play, we just started playing with. But uh, pretty much, yeah, I became, I've been a hockey fan as long as I can remember. My dad is, a, is an Islander fan, actually. He played hockey his, you know, most of his whole life. And believe it or not, I'm a Ranger fan. So... I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, there's got to be a reason why. I mean, right? the, I mean, the earliest memory I have is just, you know, I don't really remember them winning 94, but I remember 95 season. Just my dad has me on VHS tape of just watching the uh, the first game of 95 season, the banner ceremony. <laughs> he has me like just sitting right in front of the TV watching it, and I was just like in awe. I guess so he's very. Uh, so you were kind of a, a fan before you even knew it. Yeah. So I remember the all the players coming out of the 95 season, all the intros and the banner going up, and ever since then I've just been a Ranger fan. Yeah, I know I became a Devils fan in 95. I think that's when most children, like, formed there. Yeah. Well, they First won. Kinda, the Devils actually won Yeah, that's why I think I became... And I remember uh, my parents... You had to buy a little cable vision box because the Devils used to be on this weird that channel. That weird was a sports now. I remember the logo. Yeah. It was like a circle. It was a like weird that. channel. Yeah, it was so strange. They didn't have... Some random channel had the broadcasting rights for the Devils. Yep. So you had to buy this little cable I'm, vision I'm box. Man. And my parents put it in my room. I was the only one with the box because I wanted to watch Devil's Game. I remember that now. It's crazy. I forget <laughs> the name of the channel. Sports. I don't know if it was a sports net or something. But but now everything's on uh, MSG. We kind of yeah. talked about it before we yeah. before we got on here. And MSG has the most amount of hockey. In the world, actually. You have yeah. three teams, right? Four. four Rangers, four Devils, Islanders, and uh, Sabres. Oh, I forget. Yeah, yeah, I forget. <laughs> the Island, what, um, Islanders are never on the main channel. They're always on <laughs> MSG Plus or something like that. There's so much like going on MSG Networks now. It's like MSG Plus Plus Two and stuff. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. But uh, all right, so Rangers fan, obviously. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've been playing. Uh, I actually went to preschool at a local ice skating rink near us. They had a preschool academy. Uh, it was called the Rink. So I was on the ice like three three days a week. Uh, fortunately, I didn't grow up playing ice hockey. I switched over to roller at a young age. My parents just didn't want to put the money into it, and were kind of persuaded otherwise from some of the people that kind of told them it's just it's a very expensive sport. So I kind of grew up playing roller, went through the ranks, played uh, competitive tournaments. I was in some of the best uh, tournament teams and actually played collegiately for um, Stony Brook University, the D1, D1 club team. So uh, you have yeah, a pretty, he, pretty good story about, uh, didn't you, you said you scored a goal on somebody who's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't know that until today. Yeah. Well, Sachem High, cool High School, long story short, I got divided into two, so... Keith and Kate actually went to Sachem, and uh, it was a Devils backup. Yeah, Devils. And he actually rode them to the Stanley Cup playoffs two yes. years ago. Yes. Yeah. So uh, one of the local rinks, it was like it was like a men's league summer league. He was, <laughs> him and a bunch of his buddies had a team in, and he was playing goal for them. This is before I actually knew how good he really was, you know, because he he grew up playing ice, and he was just playing roller just just for the hell of it, I guess, to fill in. So, but I actually did score a goal on him in one of those games. 
not a big deal, but it did happen. Well, it's, so. a, it's a big deal. I mean, uh, I wish I could say I scored a so, touchdown yeah. against the, uh, you know, the Giants defense in 2007, but that's... I can never say that. You so could say like, you scored a goal yeah, on, a, on an NHL hockey goal. Yeah. We might have been, you know, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, no, maybe older, maybe like 15, 16. But still, yeah, it did happen. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a cool story. But um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on the NHL right now, where the, you know, the state of the league and things like that. I know you have some opinions on, on kind of where the NHL is. Yeah, the right NHL, and, I mean, uh, we just, you know, I think the latest news is that was labor peace now for at least another couple of years. Yeah, it sounds like it for once in our lifetime. Yeah, it's it's good because I remember the uh, the lockout was not fun. Being, you know, really hockey is really the only sport that I follow religiously. I've, you know, I love football, like baseball, but really NHL and, and the Rangers were my one true passion. So a whole season without that, it's like just it was just rough. But luckily, we wanted to deal with that for a couple of years at least, and. Um, yeah, I mean, hockey just in general is, is it's very, not underappreciated, but, uh, you know, just think about your local sports, right? Basketball, baseball, you know, everyone kind of grows up playing those, but hockey just so much goes into it. There's so much money um, and it, all the equipment and stuff. And just and if you just think about playing, like growing up, like what do you need to go play basketball with your buddies? You just walk, ball, yeah. you walk five minutes a ball with a ball, a, some a sneakers. bucket or something. <laughs> yeah, you just go play. I mean, hockey, you know, even at your gyms, my, the gym we go to, other fitness. Yeah. You can go there and play basketball whenever you want. Are you kidding me? You know what I would do to be able to go to my gym, work out, and just play hockey for like an yeah, hour? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's just so much goes into the game, and you need so much to play it. That's just why, really why I think it's kind of an under underdeveloped sport in our country and why, you know, most parents maybe don't push their kids for it. You, you do need a lot of money, which is why I didn't really grow up playing ice hockey for that reason. My parents didn't want to spend the money on it. And um, you really got to be all in. If you're a parent, your kid's playing ice hockey, it's, got, it's all in. You have to put them to the best schools. You got to... Try to develop them as quick as you can and in the best ways you can. Well, that's like uh, what you were just talking about, Kincaid. Then yeah. they ship them off to like a yeah, U.S. You, hockey you, yeah, you pretty much, you know, if you don't finish high school, you, you, you get shipped away somewhere. You go to Canada, you live with the Billa family or something, and you play juniors, and it's, you know, if you go, or you go the collegiate route. It's either, it's either juniors or the collegiate route. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's a long road. It's a lot of commitment, but, you know, to be the best in any sport, it's that's what it takes. But It's kind of like... Uh, in some way it's relatable to you know soccer you know you look at other countries and they they develop and they spend money for these clubs these club teams and things like that but uh, you know soccer all you need is a ball and a couple nets yeah. so it's a, it's a little bit easier you know there's no there's no real club teams in the United you have to go to Canada like you said yeah. so it's a, it's a much different story but um, it's definitely growing in the United States. It is growing, yeah. yeah. It is. Austin awesome. Matthews was from I mean, Phoenix. There's nothing like seeing a hockey game live, especially a playoff game, man. It's, I'll agree with you on that. It's it is an amazing experience. If you if you are a little bit of a hockey fan and you're listening to this and you've never been to a playoff game and your team's in the playoffs, go to the game. Just get in. You just need to be in the building. I mean, that's getting harder and harder depending where you live too. Just get to, just to get in the building. People afford to get in the building, but it's a great time and it's it's awesome. Great, it's a great time. I know. Uh... I mean, you you kind of talked about the the labor piece that's going on right yes. now. I know Austin. Yeah, we got a little bit off topic on that. But. Well, no, no. I mean, I I I think it's. I mean, you you seem like you're pretty comfortable with how things are. And I know over the past couple of years, Austin has uh, not been very happy with Gary Bettman. Well, yeah. and, and what he's done to the league and, oh, and yeah. the decisions that he's made. I believe he made a, a a deal with the Golf Channel at one point to have their games oh, yeah. on the I Golf mean, Channel. I it mean, was um. The uh, television rights were up for 
NHL and the National Hockey League, and they choose NBC Sports over ESPN. Yeah, I mean, which is the dumbest decision they could have made. You could have even taken less money with ESPN, but just to get it out there, they don't allow ESPN to show full highlights of the game. So that's yeah. why you never see it on Sports Center. That's another reason why it's. Uh... I mean, maybe it's not as popular as it could be because it's not on major major yeah. outlets. NBC Sports. I mean, yeah, you get what, like 12, 20, 12 to twenty national games a year. If I, that, I, I mean, know on, 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 on actual NBC, not NBC Sports Network, but on actual NBC, and they're all towards the end of the year. In the beginning of the year, you don't get anything. So I know my dad always calls me when he's a Rangers fan. When the Rangers are on like NBC Sports, I didn't even know your dad was a Rangers fan. Yeah, he's a huge Rangers fan, and he's like, "What channel is NBC Sports?" Yeah, <laughs> and every year changes. <laughs> One year's like two hundred something, but then next year's six something. Yeah, but, it's kind of um, it's kind of crazy. the The NFL season is only sixteen games long, but they have probably more national. They have more nationally televised games than the NHL, which is an eighty two game season, and that just goes to show the difference between where the two leagues are at this yeah. point. The well, NFL is king, obviously, but. I mean, the NFL trumps. I mean, everyone loves football. Even people that aren't really big sports fans just love Sundays for football and sitting around and drinking beers and being with people and and watching games. So the NFL is just it's it's fun, man. And I really I don't really have a rooting interest in a specific team for the NFL. I just love getting together, playing, you know, throwing some bets in, doing daily fantasy, and just watching games. Yeah, for somebody who doesn't follow football very much, it seems like you. You've have, definitely you, you, taken you, into the DraftKings. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. And, and <laughs> you've so much been fun. pretty good at it, which... <laughs> you know what? It's you just know. Some, some research, some hunches, and then you just kind of just... We have a, we have a friend, uh, a 12-team DraftKings league that we do every Sunday. And uh, did Eric you, actually won last week. Yeah. I won last week, yeah. And he won last year, the whole season. Yeah. Took on the overall Last week out of nowhere. I looked at it. Just goes to show that you really have <laughs> no freaking clue when yeah. it comes to daily fantasy. Like, you, you, could be, you could be the smartest person in the world. You have no, you have no idea. It's funny to say, because leading into that, going back to hockey, I mean, the parity in the league... When you say you don't really know what's going to happen, it's it's crazy yeah, now. Yeah. You know, look at look at last year. Tampa Bay gets swept in the first round, 128 points. They get swept in the first round by the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And and going back to what I want to talk about with hockey a little bit, it's it's, you know, it's really who gets hot at the right time. You know, you can you can be like Tampa Bay, you, you just crush every team you play, and then you're coasting the rest of the season because you know you're in. It's hard to turn on that switch. It's hard to turn on that switch. You guys know you play you play football and, and baseball. You can't just turn the switch on and say, okay, now we've got to really play. You know, it's the teams that really kind of come along at the end have been playing, you know, the lives are on the line the last 20 games of the season. They're fighting for that last spot. And now they come into it, they're, all, they're at the, their peak of their performance, and then they just roll right to the playoffs. And that's how ha- things like that happen where Tampa Bay will get swept in the first round. I've definitely noticed with hockey, it's goaltending is probably the – the most impactful position you besides a, quarterback. You need a great goaltender. Yeah. It's just, go like win you games. You yeah. single-handedly win you, steal you a few games. And that, those few games might be all you need to get into the playoffs. You know? I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because out of the four major sports in the United States, um, I mean... It, the, parody, the parody argument kind of hurts basketball because... You look at basketball, and you kind of already you, you know you, you know who's going to be there at even, the end. Mm-hmm. And and as far as the four major sports, there's in in the NHL. I mean, you could argue that there's really no home ice advantage. Like anybody could win at yeah, any time in, in any arena. It doesn't really matter who's home, who's away. It's it's kind of wild and when you, when you when you get in. Don't even get me started on the NBA because 
I despise that league. I just <laughs> like the sport, love playing the sport, despise the league, despise the players, but that's beyond the point. But any, go back to the NHL. We'll, you we'll say talk that, about that. And we'll, we'll do that. Look at the St. Louis Blues. I don't know if you guys knew. They were in last place in January. Yeah, January They 1st. were in last place in the league. Players were fighting each other in practice. Mm-hmm. Full-out fights in practice. That's how bad they were. And they regrouped and just they got hot and they started playing up to their potential. And they just got in a roll, man. And it just it just developed into this story. This, and you know, here they come. They're marching up the standings. And the next thing you know, they're going in. They kind of played a different style of game. Hockey's more of a, you know, with the rule changes back, what, 10, 15 years ago, after I read on the lockout, it's become a different game. It's speed. It's, it's, it's agility, you know. And it's, it's less, you know, hooking and holding. And you, can, you really need the best, fastest players and the quickest players now. It's a younger league. But the Blues kind of turned that around. They played more of a, a hard game again. And they had some of those players, you know, dump and chase kind of game, and it worked, man. It, they got, you know, they got all the way to the end, and they, and they ended up winning the thing, you know. It's, and to me, it's one of those stories, like, were they the best team? In my opinion, no, but they got hot at the right time, and they just went with, they took the momentum, they just rolled it right in, man, and won the whole thing. What a story. From not even that, but, like, the Lila, you know, the little girl, Lila Anderson, who was, oh, like, yeah, their super yeah. fan with the cancer and everything going on, and she came to all the games. Like, it just, what a, it was just a story. And it seems like every year... There's always like one or two like good stories like that that happen with a lot of sports, but more even the NHL. Like there's always a story where it's just a feel good story. It and that kind of motivates the team. Yeah, and that team just rides it, and it's just good to see. But you know, congrats to the Blues, and it was just it was fun to watch, man. It really was. I kind of like when there's a little, uh, you know, you can you can relate it to the NFL a little bit with, you know, you have those game those throwback games, and the way that you just described it, it sounds like it was kind of a throwback team. You know, the Blues. Mm-hmm play defense, you know, take the opportunities when they're there, and, you know, it's not lost that, that you can win like that sometimes. And, and their goalie, Jordan Bennington, this this guy, you know, everyone, you know, he, he started the season down in, in the minors, and he was like their third or fourth string guy. And all of a sudden, a couple injuries and underperformances of their top guys, he comes in, and look what he does. It's kind of like the Matt Murray story when he came in for Pittsburgh and, and he won them the championship. But, you know, the next question is, you know, he didn't even play a full year. I think he played like with 40... Or, you know, give or take 40 Probably about games. half the season. Maybe less, but he came in and, and rolled into the championship. Now, the next thing is with them, what's going to happen to him this year? He's got a full, you know, he's young. He's got a full season in front of him as, as a number one. How's that? How's he going to handle that pressure? That's the next question. I mean, so. they fired the coach halfway through the season, yeah. too. Yeah. So this is the head coach's first year, too. Yeah, so it's just, it's just, that's going back to the parody in the league, man. It's just crazy, you know? It's any, it's really anyone's game. You just got to have the right time, and anyone can really march right onto the championship. So let's talk about um, the expansion uh, of the league. Oh, yeah. Seattle's yeah. getting a team. Seattle's now. getting a team. Finally gonna have thirty-two teams. Yeah, after. I mean, <laughs> I, I never, I was never a fan of the way that the formatting is now, and I, I, I actually hate the playoff. I hate format. the playoff formatting. I liked when it was the the old the, uh, the old divisions and stuff, and and uh, where it was one through it was one through three. eight. Yeah, well, yeah, one through eight, and then one played yeah. eight, two played you know yeah. seven, three, six. Well, your four, top five. three seeds were your. Yep. A division winners. Yes. I hate this new format. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a lose, fan. Yeah. We lose the Capitals, Penguins yep. in the Eastern Conference Finals now. Now we get it every year, either first round or second round. There's always a crazy first round matchup because of the way the new formatting is. It's two teams you expect to meet when the old format would meet at the very end with the you know with the way the receding was and stuff. Now they're meeting in the first round and it's just a, like a you know slobber knocker and mm-hmm. just. It takes a lot out of whatever team ends up winning it. They're you know usually out the next round. Yeah, because you know. it takes a lot out of you. It's just but it also eliminates some of the better matchups that can happen. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, it actually hurts hockey the way. I think it does too. I agree. 
I'm not. I'm not. A fan. I'm more of a fan. Because didn't that works. happen last year? You had the two top teams, and they never actually had the opportunity to play against each other. Which, I mean, you got to do your job mm-hmm. first. You have to get to that point, but then you lose out on those big matchups that are really going to draw people to the game. I mean, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Boston versus Maple Leafs was the first round they matchup. Always, they always end up getting the first round matchup. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen again this year. It's going to be Boston, Toronto in the first round again, and, and it's going to be bloodbath once again. But um, going back to Seattle, right? The expansion. I mean, it's it's a long time coming. They they were due. I get they were the front runner. I, I think for the expansion team after Vegas. And uh, I still don't think they have a name. Um, I know there was a bunch of rumors going around what their name might be. What are they shooting for 2021, I think? I believe so, yeah. But it's just good to have an even number of teams again. That's the other thing, you know. And, <laughs> 31 and, teams. And for that one team, I forget which team that moved over to divisions, but now their travel schedule is going to be a little easier because they'll be back in their right their right conference, you know, geographically. Mm-hmm. So that's also another good thing. But the rest of Seattle, they're, they're you know, a big city on the West Coast. Every, they have a major franchise in every other sport, I believe. Well, they lost basketball. basketball. They lost basketball. They were the Supersonics? Was that them? They were stolen from them. That's yeah, no, I know. Right after, NBA, I know right after they drafted Kevin Durant, too, they were, and then they moved one year out next year. They were stolen from them. So hopefully this kind of fills the, the <laughs> void a little bit yeah. uh, with them getting a hockey team, but... Let's jump into the. What are we doing? The local teams? We'll yeah, do, our uh, local teams are You know, here. obviously you're a Rangers fan, so why don't, why don't you mention. Uh, why don't we start with about them, the, yeah. Start well, with the Rangers? All right, well, it was a couple of rough years as a Rangers fan. You know, um, big letdown after almost almost climbing to the top and then getting beat by the Kings. In, uh, what is it, I believe it was 2015. I think there's a hole in my uh, door from that. Oh, uh, there is a hole in uh, <laughs> one of the doors in the, in, the, in the house we live in from that from that play. It, I believe it was that. Uh, it might end up in that series, but it was that playoff <laughs> that year. Um, fist hole in that door for me, but um, it was rough, man. It was it was tough, but hopefully, you know, we rebuilt, kind of an accelerated rebuilt. I'm a big fan of what they what they've done. You know, uh, starting from the back end, we still have Lundqvist. He's 38 years old now, but I I think he's that gonna. Scares me a little bit. It does scare me, but I think it's I think it's more of a if you're physically in the right shape, I think it's more mentally. And I think knowing the kind of competitor he is, he's gonna have a big bounce back year. He he wants to win. Um, he didn't have a great year. He had a good first half last year, but then once the you know. You kind of get to that point. You know your team's not going anywhere. It's kind of, it's hard. You know, picture being in every night. It's, it's hard to get mentally, you know, jacked up for a, a game like that and it, to ride that out the rest of the season, knowing you're already eliminated. So, I think having a fresh start, kind of, and you know, and the talent he's got in front of him now, or some of the talent he's got in front of him now, I think he's going to have a big bounce back year. Uh, he's a very competitive guy. Just from being a fan of the team, I, I know that, and I think, I think he's going to be ready to go. He's got another year this year and one more year left. So it's. You know, if, as long as our players develop the right way, and maybe next year we make a run at it. I don't think they're, you know, we'll go into the picks later, but you know, they're they're going to be a, a borderline playoff team in my opinion. Um, but but hopefully, if they're if their young guys develop um, the way they should, and the next year they can make a maybe make a run at it. Yeah, I know their big signings were Panarin and uh, Truba. Panarin and Truba. Panarin, uh, you know, spent almost all the money we had <laughs> on him. I think the Islanders uh, actually offered him more, but who wants to play for that franchise? I, don't, I know I wouldn't even want to play for them but uh, you don't have a home run now they're getting a home ring built at Belmont so I, that is that you know I am happy for them in that sense but um, you know they did offer him a ton of money and he, he declined it he wanted to be a ranger it was known he wanted to be a ranger so I always had a gut feeling that he would end up with us I just I didn't want to overpay him I think we slightly you know might have overpaid him um, I hope it doesn't have that kind of rangers uh, let down and like you, uh, you see the sign players and like you come here and I don't know if it's the pressure or what it is but they kind of seem to not have the potential. Almost which, sounds like the Mets a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, dealing you know, with that for a long time. 
we got rid of, we bought out Kevin Shattenkirk and he, who was their big signing what two years ago yeah he took a home, huge yeah. hometown discount and he because I know just, the Devils offered Shattenkirk more than he was just a pile of trash I was not a fan he like you know um, I'm a big eye test guy I'm not, I don't really go deep into the metrics I look at them here and there but he you know, he he looks he did get injured I gotta give him that um, but I knew once he signed with us once the, he didn't the Capitals didn't want him really he he signed with the Capitals when they were making a run before they the year before they won it I believe. And uh, they let him go. They didn't try to resign him. And I just knew, well, if they don't want him, like, why are we trying to sign him? And sure enough, we sign him, and he just he gets hurt, and then just never, you know, lived up up to potential. And he just, I was not a fan. I know there's going to be a big rivalry. NBC Sports, NBC is going to be playing Devils Rangers for yes. the probably ten years. Jack Hughes, Capocaco. Yes, that big uh, debate. I love being in my shoes for that one, man. Once, I, once the Rangers... I remember being at work, and, you know, I couldn't have my phone on, so I, I was watching the draft come up, and right before um, they got down to, like, the number one and two, I had to turn my phone off. Um, and I turned it back on, and, like, maybe an hour and a half later, and I saw the Rangers got number two. I couldn't believe it. And I was just... We were in a good spot, because I knew it was you or Kako. Everyone, that's every... The whole... Yeah, that's all everyone talked about was you or Kako. Who's going to take who? I didn't care. It was devil's call. I mean, you get the next best player, which... Could still be there. There's no the pressure board. on the Rangers. Yeah, so it was, Actually, it was the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. It makes it a little bit easier for you as a fan <laughs> when you don't have that first pick and you can just say, all right, we got those two top guys. We'll get we'll get whichever yeah. one comes to us yeah. at that and time. You know? I think the general consensus is Capo is going to be more of a impact player right away as we're used. Yeah. Might have to take more time to develop and will be a better player long term, whereas Capo might come right in and, and just be an impact right away. Use might have more of a... Uh, you know, he might be more of a stepping stone. How old is, how old is Kaka? Is I he mean, a little older? To be honest, I don't even... Uh, he might be... He might have used by a year or two. Um, but used as a center, which, in my opinion, center is probably the most difficult position. You, but that's you're playing, the most valuable. Yeah, at the most valuable at the same time. You're on both ends of the puck. Uh, it's really it's really on you, you know. And um, Whereas Kaka is a, a winger, where you still have, obviously, defensive responsibility, but it's not as, you know... Intense as, as being a, as being a number one center or as a center in general. How do you uh, feel about the other two uh, local teams, the Islanders and the Devils? Um. Well, if you want, you want to go to the Devils? Yeah, let's go to the Devils since we were just talked about them. Uh, I mean, obviously they made all the sexy moves. They. Uh, I, 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 that was a great offseason, in my opinion. I'm a little not jealous because <laughs> I like what we did. As, well, they have the money. The Devils are they, traditionally guys are flush in cap space, and we always have the cap space. We're pinching pennies. We have we just signed, you know, one of our last uh, RFAs with, you know, we couldn't even offer him anything more. And he, the guy just he just <laughs> gave in. Tony D'Angelo is, is the guy I'm talking about. He just kind of, well, I, I want to play. I got to play. I haven't proven myself yet, and we just that was it. We couldn't even offer him any more money. It's crazy. Yeah, the Devils have always been penny pinchers. They never really spend up to the cap limit. They're usually around. To be honest, the floor. 60 million maybe 70 million and they like to take advantage of teams that's what they did with Subban uh the Taylor Hall acquisition I think that was gonna be a big year you know that was gonna be a big year Hall uh, hopefully he's healthy now he, you know yeah. last year kind of what he was missed half the season with that knee injury honestly about three fourths yeah probably. I mean he's a he's a the stud. Devils started hot they were like yeah 12 and 3 the first he's 15 a stud. games Hall's a study got hurt. Schneider got hurt. But I love their offseason. They signed Simmons for pretty much nothing. They yeah. said, here, go, here's, here's a little bit of money. Go prove what you can still do in this league. And I thought it was a great move. Obviously, they drafted uh, Hughes. I think, uh, to be honest, the Subban and Simmons signings, that's going to be big. Because Newark, I think Dell's the only franchise in the NHL that play in predominantly African-American market. 
really? where it's 49 and a half percent as African-American in Newark. So that's going to bring that. out the local crowd. Well, Subban has a following as it is. He's yeah. one, of the, one of the few NHL players that really kind of airs out his, his social life out there and, you know, social media, Instagram and stuff. He's, he's, I follow him on Instagram. He's all over the place. He's, he's, fun, to, he's fun to follow. and he, he loves it, man. Good player. Uh, don't forget about this guy Gusev, Nikita Gusev, unsigned. Who I guess yeah. I think Vegas had the rights. He didn't want to sign with them, and they didn't have the money to do they it. They didn't have so the money to do like it. A third yeah. round pick for him. Yeah, and he he he's coming out of the KHL. Mm -hmm. He's one of those players that you know comes out of the KHL unsigned. And they he, call him Goose. And uh, he watch out for this guy. You know, if you want to, in preseason he looks pretty good. If you got a fantasy season. draft going on and you're looking for another guy or two that no one might know about, take look at this guy Nikita Gusev. It's gonna be one of those things where. High risk, high reward, but I, my gut is he's gonna he's gonna come out. He might start off a little slow. It's a little different game. Uh, the rink's a little you know a little different, smaller. Small, smaller. But once he gets going and they play him with the right the right uh, right line mates, he's gonna I think he's have a great year. That was a great signing by the Devils. I was that was the one signing by the Devils. I was like wow, I want to that's that's like. I mean, nice. my big concern is with the Devils is gonna be goaltending. I mean, that was I was gonna say that. Yeah, Schneider. Corey Schneider has been injured the past couple years. Yeah. Can't seem to stay healthy. And it was back at Blackwood, Blackwood now. now. Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, but Schneider, yeah, I mean, uh, he looked good in the preseason game. He played the Rangers. He looked real good. And, I mean, I think it's really going to, a lot's going to rely on him. The, the Devil's year is going to kind of live and die with him, how, how he comes, because it's all on him now. Yeah. They got rid of Kincaid, our boy, who, uh, you know, I thought he might have a chance to, because when he, Schneider was injured, he kind of was the number one guy for a while. So. Yeah, he led him to the playoffs. I think he was yeah. like... 15 and 6. But now he's, he's behind Carey Price, and so another backup role. But yeah, Schneider's gonna, it's all gonna fall on him. See how, how far he can take the Devils this year. Alright. Do you guys, uh, kind of curious, but I know, you know, Lou Lamarillo coming over to the Islanders from the Devils. Oh, the Do you guys, uh, you guys miss him at all over there as a, as a Devils fan? Because no. he, he, I, I, I didn't appreciate, you know, how good of, of a GM he really was. He is until he came to the Islanders and now they're you know he's they're, probably, they're just a different team and mm, he's kind of the common denominator mm -hmm. in how you've you know kind of honestly you'll probably go down in history as one of the best GMs in he is the history of the league I mean he was the first guy ever I think there's a a Netflix documentary out there with uh, the Russian Hockey League and oh yes yeah I, I've never seen that yeah. Yet. Yeah, I'm not even bringing it up, yeah. And uh, Lamorell is over there, and he's doing, like, spine missions with yeah. the KBS, yes, KGB, yeah. watching him after yeah. Russia fell. <laughs> it was actually like, a really good watch. It was awesome. I'm he's, like, dodging KGB agents to bring over Russian players yeah. to the NHL. Is it dangerous? Is it, <laughs> is it worth it? Like, <laughs> yeah, he was the first person to bring over Russia. Yeah. Was it uh, Fedorov? Yeah, Fedor Sergei Fedorov, man. Okay. That guy was... It's a legend. He's filthy. Um, Are we going to the Islanders yeah, now? A good, yeah, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. I'm fortunately a fan of. Just turn it over to you and let <laughs> you I mean, say what you listen, I can bash him all I want. I never... It's weird because my dad, like I said, is an Islanders fan, excuse me. That's your brother as well, right? Yeah, but my brother's younger, so I'm in the middle. And I was, I'm was i the Ranger fan, and they're both Islander fans. But whenever we watch games together, it's, it's very civil. It's just one person... <laughs> One person in this world that it completely ignites my hatred for the Islanders. Um, should we, shall we remain nameless, I guess, for now? But um, just completely ignites my hatred for the Islanders. He just pokes the fire every time and just runs runs his mouth. And it's it's all funny games. I love the guy. We all love the guy. But when it's a great guy, when funny. it comes to hockey season, it's just like him oh and I went to the NHL draft. I think uh, when I was hosted in New Jersey, I took him. 
But yeah, he's a huge Islanders fan, um, but really ignites my hatred for the Islanders. And you know what? Be, let's be honest here. And you know, I think their their year last year they were overachieved a little bit. Robin Leonard's guy comes out of nowhere, kind of. And you know, like we said, goalies can great story. Yeah. I mean, the mental illness thing, great story. How he battled back. Like you know, it's it was it was awesome to see. But I don't. I just don't know. And they trade him. They don't trade him, but he just doesn't sign with them because. Yeah. Think about it. They, the Islanders went after Bobrovsky and didn't get him, and then it's oh, well, we're gonna fall back to Leonard. And like, imagine being Leonard and being like, I just had this career year for you guys. I, I you know, I rode you guys to the playoffs, and now you don't even want me. Oh, now, gonna, now once you can't get your man, now he you actually signed a one-year deal with Chicago. Yeah, yeah the Islanders offered him too. <laughs> but I, wouldn't you feel kind of salty about it if you? Yeah, I would. You know, agree. you had this career year for them, and you 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 know rode them to the playoffs, and now it wasn't even the Panazier runner-up. Yeah, which is the and best then goalie. and then they just trying to get Bob, and they can't get Bob, and now it's like, well. uh Hey, Leonard, how you doing? You still want to know? It's like, screw you guys, you know? I'm going to go somewhere else. So, I don't blame him for doing it. I, well, do I think he's going to have the year that he had last year? Hopefully, for his own benefit. And he went to Chicago, so for you Chicago fans listening, hopefully he does. You know, um, but the Islanders really didn't do much, man. They, they, they signed Berlamo. Who is just injury prone. I, I don't understand that. They gave four-year deal. The whole thing behind that is this, the Islanders have this prodigy goalie coming up the ranks who apparently is, is friends with Varlamov, so... Apparently, Lou thought this would help getting him to the NHL um, with signing Varlamov. But he, you know, he was a starter in Colorado for a while, but he's just injury prone. I don't think he's played a full season in, in a while. He's always getting hurt. And uh, he just, he was at one time a, a true number one. And just the last few years, he just really hasn't been there. So the Islanders get rid of Leonard and sign him. And I just don't, I don't know if it's a Ranger fan in me, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see the Islanders having a year they had last year. I see them, I don't even see them making the playoffs this year. Um, if we're gonna, they're, 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 they're over-under is 33, 33 33.5. I'll take them on the under all day on that. 33.5 wins? Oh, 33.5, excuse me. 93.5 points. Point point total. Point total. I was gonna say, your hand, your hand, Point total. Pretty tough to read right there. 93.5 point total. You can't read it, that's I'll take, I'll take the under on that all day. Um. So who do you think's more responsible for their success last year? Barry Trotz or Lou Lamorella? Oh, that's a good question, man. I mean, Lamorello's, he's putting the pieces mm-hmm. there, but Trotz really is the one, you know, making the pieces move, I guess you could say. But Don't um, you think it was weird that the Capitals let Trotz go? After yeah, I mean, I, don't, I never understood that. Did they let him go or he just... After he won the cup. They let him go or he just kind of no, he let, chose to go somewhere. I mean, he, he, he let him walk. In. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Why? I, I mean, I don't get why you want to do that. You just... I mean, I didn't know how much he really meant as a coach, I guess, but... You know, you lead one team to the championship and you can do this with the Islanders. Is it coincidence? Maybe. Probably not. I mean, so he he's a great coach. You know, it's it's, it's proven now. He's, he's a great coach. The, bo- the bottom line for me as an Islanders fan, as for, for any fan of, of any sports team, you want to see consistency at from the top down. Yeah. I think that's what the – that's the, you can say whatever you want about the Islanders, but they've set themselves up where now they have a, a top-of-the-line general manager, a top-of-the-line coach, and – you might not have the best players, but because you have that leadership from the top down, yes. it allows you to yeah, right. to over. You say the Islanders overachieved. You know, maybe that's because of who they have at the top. And out, and so. I think it's just you know, they finally have a bit like a. a you right now they're splitting their home games between two two places, Brooklyn and, and Nassau Coliseum. Which the Nassau Coliseum and and I just going to the Rangers Islanders rivalry a little bit. They actually moved two games. Oh, Rangers Islanders from Brooklyn, more games, right? from Brooklyn to Nassau Coliseum, which. 
if, if you guys have never been, it's one of the most mm -hmm. like electric atmospheres mm -hmm. to be in. A Rangers Island game at Nassau Coliseum is one of my favorite things to go to. We used to go it, when we were like it is 17, 18, just and it the, yeah. just get out of hand. Yeah, just, it gets out of hand. It gets out of hand real quick. There's fights, <laughs> you know, from the tailgate in the parking lot to the, to the, to the game starts, they're just, it's just crazy. So I'm, I'm so happy that they decided to do that. It's going to be great for the sport. Hopefully they, hopefully they decide to nationally televise those because it'll be great for the sport. <laughs> Um, it's a great rivalry, one of the best in sports, in my opinion, and, and going to see a Rangers Island game at the Coliseum is great. And unfortunately, it's I guess this might be the last year for it because they have the new arena being built in Belmont. The For those of you who don't aren't familiar with the Nassau Coliseum, it's nicknamed the barn. Yeah, and for a good reason hole. because yeah. it is literally a, it's a barn. It's yeah. probably, as far as arenas go, a renovated the country, barn it's renovated, yeah. but it's probably the most outdated <laughs> yes. arena that you could go to. But... That's part of yeah, it's it's part, part of the, of the charm, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like it's, you go there and you're like, this place sucks, but it's our sucky. And place. being a Ranger yeah. fan too, you know, most of the time I would say it's it's real close to 50-50 fan wise. You know, maybe even there's there's been times where it's more probably I'd say 60-40 Ranger fans and Islander fans. It's just it depends on what day it is, who decides to go, but that's how close it is because there's Ranger fans and Islander fans throughout in Manhattan and you know Long Island. And, I know when we go to Devils Rangers games, it's probably honestly 60 40 Ranger fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rangers have, you know, it's like the Yankees, a huge <laughs> following. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, listen, I'm I, I'm an Islanders fan, but I'm not crazy into hockey, so your your comments don't offend me in any way. Yeah, I just. They might somebody else that you mentioned. I, just, but, I don't think they just, I just don't think they did enough in the offseason to, you know, Matt Barzell is a stud. He, he's crazy he's good. Legit. He's legit, and they just do. They don't really do much to put talent around him. You know, they, they re-sign Anders Lee and and what Brock Nelson, and they're good players, but they're not really that kind of superstar standout guy. You know, they're gonna pot you at least twenty goals each, hopefully for the Islanders. But well, that's where, that's where they're hoping that the uh, you know, like I mentioned, that the yeah. coach and the the GM create this culture where you feel like even if. You don't have the best players on the ice. You have the ability to win when you go out there. So. And I think them having that new building finally is going to kind of attract more players to want to sign there. And and hopefully the Islanders, you know. Well, they were getting treated like shit yeah. at the Barclays Center. Yeah, that place is, the, if you, I don't know if you guys have been, but that's the worst place to watch a hockey game. It's not designed for hockey. There's literally a half of this behind one of the nets you, you can't, can't even see. see. Yeah. You can't even see. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's ridiculous. But uh, So good for them. They got a new arena coming and... Uh, you know, it should be good for the sport and good for New York, New York hockey in, in general. All right, so with that, we'll touch on one last team, the Blackhawks. Yeah, and they're not local. To I know, us. You, I know, yes, yes. I know you have some notes on them. So why don't you? Uh... What do you got on them, Austin? I mean, they brought in the defensemen. Their big signs on defense were Calvin DeHaan and Ali Mata, trying to shore up that blue line a little bit more. Yep. I mean, what did they have last year? Eighty-four points. They finished sixth in the Central. Um, they kind of like a, a crazy tough fall from the top, you know, all those cups of Taves and Kane, you know, as backbones. Um, they, this year, you know... They, they brought in Leonard like we talked yeah, about Yeah, they earlier. have Leonard. They actually were a top 10 offense last season, believe it or not. It was their defense that really kind of faltered, and then Corey Crawford getting hurt. Um, they still have Kane, Taves, his kid to Brinkett, uh, Dylan Strom. They made a coaching change halfway through the year last year. Quinville, who I think is an amazing coach. Um, now they got this guy, Jeremy Carlton, young guy. I think he's the youngest coach in the NHL, or one of the youngest coaches in the NHL. Um, but he seemed to turn things around. They kind of got going around him. I just think it was too little too late. But they got a you know, clean slate for this season. Um, I think they're going to improve. Um, I really do think they're going to improve. I just don't know if they have enough bite yet to really, to really get there. Um, 90 and a half. 
um, is their, their their projected point total, um, which what is we making the playoff? Ninety two. Usually ninety two, ninety three is like the cutoff. Yeah, so ninety and a half. Seat. I got them under. Um, I got them under the the ninety and a half, but uh, we'll see. I mean. You never know. That's just that's, just that's, to get rid of Quinville and going back to it. I just think I think every coach, especially in hockey. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about other sports, but every coach, in my opinion, has a shelf life. Um, with a few exceptions, Bill Belichick and his exception. <laughs> um, it just that guy just never. He just finds a way. No matter who's around him, he just finds a way to get that team to win championships. But in my opinion, every coach has a shelf life. Um, there's a few that don't. That there are the exceptions, but Quinville, I guess that was his time to go, and I think Florida. Um, to be honest, it seems like hockey has a shorter shelf life than most people. Most yeah. coaches seem to wear out their welcome yep. fairly quickly. I and, mean, and, and, and a lot of them move on to a different <laughs> team and have a, have a great career. Like Torrella, you know, was a, I loved him with the Rangers. He's one of the, if you guys want to watch some funny things, mm-hmm. man, go, like Google uh, YouTube John Tortorella's speeches. Uh, him and Larry Brooks, who's like the beat writer, top mm-hmm. beat writer for the, the New York Post with the Rangers. Him and Tortorella, well, Tortorella hated him. And every time Larry Brooks would interview him, it was just the funniest thing. Um, there's some epic interviews. You can, there's like a bunch of top ones on YouTube. You can look. It's just hysterical. Torrell is just the funny guy as it is. He just tells you like it is. He's not afraid to tell you he feels about you. It was just, it was just great. But that all, that also is probably part of the reason why he his welcome got worn out. Yeah. In New York. Yeah, his style. You, you can only do that for so long. And you know the fact that I mean he 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 did win and they went to the Stanley Cup. But well, that was they had the video of them winning the Stanley Cup. But Torrell okay, was right. yeah. But Torrell was a. Uh, Right, Tortorella did kind of set the foundation, and then Mavillo came in and took it the rest of the, the way. Re- the reason why Belichick can can last for so long is because he wins, and yeah, that allows him to get away with stuff that normally yeah. he wouldn't get away with. So, um, but going back to Chicago, like we said, um, definitely improved their blue line, I'd say. Which is what their kind of weakness was. Um, they still, have, you know, Kane and Taves are getting older, but they're still still studs in the league. Um, I think they'll keep it close to the playoffs, but uh, they're going to be one of those teams right on the borderline, in my opinion. I think they're just going to be just short. I got them finishing five, um, which obviously won't make mm-hmm. it just based on the new formatting. But if they could be fighting for that wild card spot, which I think they have a good chance at, um, but it really comes down to can can Crawford stay healthy and can Leonard kind of put up the numbers he did with the Islanders last year. Um, really, goaltending now in the NHL is really not a true number one, number two. It's more of a more than now than ever. It's more of a tandem thing. You need two good goalies I, to play I saw um, some really stat do. that the most starts last year was 66 yeah, starts. Yeah, and it's going to it's gonna drop this year. You really need a, a one-two punch. It's it's The league has changed. It used to be a clear number one, and the backup would just play on the, the second day of the back-to-back, and uh, or if the other guy was injured. But now you really need a one-two punch. Because I remember watching Marty play all those years. Marty Brodeur, probably, I would argue, the best goalie of all time. Some people might argue other people. But uh, he would play probably 80 games a season. Yeah, but that's the in his in his time. That's what it was. That's how it was. So with that, let's uh, let's get to your picks here. We got uh, we're gonna do the same format that we did with Trent, who we had on earlier, and uh, uh, we'll give our picks too as well. Me and you, Max. So where do you want to start? What division want to start with? Let's start. We'll go uh, Atlantic Division first. Atlantic. I mean, there's one, two, three, real quick. I got Tampa, Toronto, and and Boston finishing in that order. Um, Tampa last season, 128 points. You know, they finished first in Atlantic. Like I said, they got swept in the first round. Um, I think Toronto this this season, uh, they had 100, 100 points last season. Um, them and Boston, are, they're real close. Every year they always have the first-round matchup. 
Um, but I think that's how it's going to go in the Atlantic. Tampa, Toronto, and, so and Boston. Uh, Tampa to win the division. Tampa to win. <sighs> I'm picking Tampa to win the division. Yeah, regular season. Yep, Tampa to win. As am I here. I'm, I'm also on Tampa. I mean, they brought in Shattenkirk, basically. They brought in Shattenkirk, hopefully. I mean, nothing. Why not? It's a low As risk. As a Ranger fan, I want him to and just still struggle so I can, like, feel validated. <laughs> but at, just being, like, a human, like, hopefully does, hopefully he has a good year for Does them. it feel weird that uh, Tampa Bay is, like, New York South? Ranger South. Yeah, it's very <laughs> strange. It's very strange. It is kind of funny on that. It's, it's very strange because a lot of my favorite players went there. Like, McDonough, Callahan, JT Miller was one of my favorite Rangers. He went there. Well, he's actually in Vancouver now. They traded him, but... Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I can't go against Tampa Bay here. They just. I think. I think. In the, I think in the East, just overall, they're they're far and away the 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 best team. They just gotta, you know. Like I, I just. I don't game. think they can put up 128 points again, but I still think they're gonna. And put for their own benefit, man. It might it might benefit them to not have that clear of an advantage, like I was saying earlier. They might. It, it, you don't want them to run away because they couldn't. I couldn't find their game. They were coasting mm-hmm. for so long. They couldn't find that. Like I said, the flip. They couldn't flip the switch and. You know, maybe so maybe for them. Hopefully, they still win the division, but it's a little bit closer, so they have something to play for towards the end of the season. Let's look at the Metropolitan Division. Um, I mean, the the favorites the favorites here are uh, we we went over it earlier, but it's uh, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Carolina are yep. the top three. So, what are you thinking for that? I'm I'm thinking Washington again. You know, it's kind of chalky. You know, Tampa and Washington so far from me are both chalky, but I mean, you really can't stray against them. Um, if I have them in one, I have Carolina two, and I have Pitt three. Um, I think Pitt could actually fall lower. I think Pitt, they still have Crosby, Malkin, but those guys are getting older, man. They've been through a lot. They've, they've won some championships. A lot of extra games. A lot of extra games, um, and it's just, you know, Matt Murray came in. He's kind of like the Jordan Biddington story. I just don't know. He's always injured too. I, I you know, he's a, he's a, he's a good goaltender, but issues. he's got a lot of injury issues, and it's more of you know how what kind of season is he gonna have? You know, he's kind of been shaky a little bit. Um, injuries haven't helped. They still got Latang, um, and they're very injury prone. The Penguins. Pittsburgh's season. always been like that top heavy team that spends all their money on like one or two lines, and then just fills it in with role players, and, and somehow yeah. it's worked. And let's not forget they got swept by <laughs> the Islanders, which. I don't think anyone, except for your maybe the one other fan friend we have, would have predicted them to get swept. But uh, yeah, they just they really need to. Hopefully, their blue line they bolster their blue line a little bit. They their 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 back end has a good year because they still got the offensive firepower. They shipped away Kessel. Kessel's in Phoenix now. Uh, little cheeseburger boy, I like mm-hmm. to call him. He just I don't know. He's I, got those chubby. I face. just look at him. It just looks like he's just <laughs> driving cheeseburgers through the gut all 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 day. But uh, um, yeah, so I have Carolina as number two. Um, they had a great year last year. They had a tremendous decor. Um, they finished in the actually finished the best team in the East as possession wise. Um, and their goaltending those the that one seems question to be the I new have. like advanced statistics yeah, that people yeah, look at yeah, in hockey. Yeah, possession or or Corsi, which is it's it's really it's that's the way it's gone with the advanced metrics is, is Corsi and and just puck possession, you know. Um, but their goaltending for me is the issue. They had um, Mrazek. Last year, Peter Morazic, who was a backup to uh, Jimmy Howard in Detroit for a while. And then um, McElhenney, who's like, he's been way old. He kind of played, he had a great year for them. Um, but who knows where, where their goal thing's going to look at this year. Um, Justin Falk is no longer there. He's a stud. Uh, he's gone. So the, they had 99 points. They finished fourth in the Metro, and they made that run. So um, we'll see. But I have them as two. I think they're going to, you know... And their leader, uh, Justin Williams, he's just taking like a break, I think, is the last I heard. He's kind of just 
he didn't retire officially, but he's not with the team right now. He's kind of just kind of assessing um, his life in a way, seeing what he wants to do. The Bufflin issue right yeah. now. Yeah. Bufflin kind of stepped away yeah, from the game. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Who's going? On, who knows what's going on with that? But that's kind of what Justin Williams did. Who was like their leader. Um, they were not like again going back to Lyle Anderson's story. They had a good story with the the Caniacs thing, where they were kind of the first team in the NHL to kind of do like a weird. Um, celebration the every, every end of every win every home game I mean I wasn't I a fan of it neither was yeah. I um, where they would skate across the ice like a wave yeah they would do something different something. every day they would like slide yeah. to the end boards or play like a basketball like they would do something weird and uh, you know it was debated whether it was good or bad for the game a lot of people didn't like it some people loved it no, I don't care I just I didn't Don Cherry up in Canada was like called them a bunch of jerks so they ran with that they made shirts they had a, like Shirts made. There's said a bunch of jerks on it, so it was. I don't. It was fun, but I wasn't a fan. But it, it was fun. It was I, I didn't think it was bad for the game. I just didn't enjoy it because it wasn't my team. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm gonna pick a bit of a homer pick here. I think I'm gonna just ride the Devils here. To what? To win? To win the Metro. Uh, you're still a little ballsy. It's uh, it is a little. They ballsy. definitely have the offensive firepower this year, and they need something to get hold of resign. So yeah. winning well, the he's Metro. A, he's going to be a free agent after the season. And he, he's taking a wait-and-see approach with the Devils. So. Yeah. they got to find a way to get him signed again. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully hopefully everything falls into place and he wants to resign with them. But they've said they had 72 points to finish eighth uh, last year. Yeah, but they definitely made the most off-season moves. Yes. Definitely they had, a, they had a great... Them and the Rangers were rumored to have this, one of the top two off-seasons, which... Someone that's not talked about is... This guy, Ty Smith, is going to make their defensive core. He won I've the never even heard of him, yeah. OHL Defensive Player really? of the Year. He had like 70 points as a defenseman Wow. All right. in the OHL. So he's going to make the team this year, and he's going to be that fifth and sixth defenseman. they got Subban back there. They're going to have yeah. a good year. Definitely going to have a good year. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a two-horse race. It's going to be Pittsburgh and Washington. That's a smart pick. Yeah, no, I, 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 just, I just, I, man, I the uh, Pittsburgh gets smoked like that by the Islanders. I mean, it looks silly. I just, don't I mean, know. I just, I just saw something. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Crosby left uh, the preseason game with an injury of some kind. Um, so just now you saw that? You know, it's hard. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it just, it just happened. Uh, actually, ten minutes ago, there was really? a, an article that came out. Oh, wow. So uh, apparently, got hit with a shot. Uh, <laughs> In the preseason game, right on the laces. He's a little he bitch. Was, he was uh, talented as hell, but he's a little bitch. But that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Princess, <laughs> Princess <laughs> Crosby. Yes. Um, as our friend Joe would call him, Cindy. Cindy yeah. Crosby. <laughs> so funny, Joe. We actually went to Rangers game, and Joe they were playing the Penguins. And Joe like made this whole like giant poster, and uh, he had like you know he had him in a princess like two two like a figure skater <laughs> would. It was just so funny. We uh, we went to an Islanders Devils game once, and he he would walk around uh, talking about Joe. He would walk around with a they were get, for some reason that's when they had Loudville in the stadium. Yeah. When they allowed it, they allowed it for like a few Two games, games and then it just got too crazy, so they shut it down. But they were giving out horns for the game, and he would and he was walking around just going up to Devils fans, just blowing it right in their right in their faces. Yep. That's, that's the type. That's, that's the type of stuff that happens. That's something here. Joe would do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Carolina, I think they were a good story last year, um, and they. You know, I, I think I uh, kind of like the island. I think they overachieved a little bit. Do I think they're going to win? The I division? think they overachieved no. a little bit too, but they, uh, they, uh, well, at the same time, they kind of proved a lot to me. So they did. I just, I, I think it's going to be difficult for them to repeat the year that they had. And they, the, the top four teams were, were within five points of yeah. each other. So. Metro's a tough division. One of yeah. the probably the toughest yeah. to predict is, 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 in my opinion, probably the toughest to predict. Like, there's so many teams. Like, you look at the Rangers, Islanders, you know, I think Jersey's going to fish ahead of them, but mm-hmm. the Rangers, Islanders, Philly. 
it's kind of a crapshoot. Then you know Columbus is kind of going to be at the bottom of it. They they all their good they players lost, just like they walked. traded everything away. Tortorella's like pissed. They were, <laughs> oh, they all left, but they're going to have a rough year. They went for it last year, and that was kind of well, it. Other than that, man, that one or two, that last wildcard spot could be a crapshoot. So hopefully it's going to be lead for entertaining entertaining season. I uh, think locally. It, I think when it comes down to it, I'm I'm gonna err on the side of the the two teams that have been the most successful. Uh, so consistently, consistently. Yeah, it's a uh, smart pick. So, uh, but but as far as winning it, I'm I'm leaning towards Washington, um, for the reasons that you said. I mean, the 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 core of the Penguins is getting older, and for an 82 game season, you know, in the game of hockey now, it's just t- it's just tough to to last for that long, and we're already seeing it. You know, the Crosby. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you never know what these injuries are that's in the, the NHL because they don't disclose anything, but... Yeah, I hate that. Well, that's you the know. thing, too. You just never know what's going to happen to the course of a season. You know, 82 yeah. games, and you, what, you have one or two major injuries to two superstars, like, and your whole season's shot, in a, in a sense. You know, look at Connor McDavid last year, getting that that injury uh, and going down. He's probably, in my opinion, the best player in the league by far. Um complete stud and he gets hurt and then it's kind of you know it's bad for the Edmonton it's, and it's bad for the league in general having a superstar like that go down but speaking of that why don't we go on to the next uh, yeah we'll go Pacific to the, we'll go to the well, let's yeah where do you want to go central well, no, we'll, go, we'll, go, well, we'll go Pacific Pacific doesn't matter yeah what do you so, got what do you got for that I got Vegas coming out at the top they had 93 points last year they, finished, they actually finished third um, but I think the, you know by far Vegas is the one the one team in the Pacific that um, everyone's kind of counting as a favorite. Um, I have them one, Calgary two, and I have XF San Jose three. Um, Calgary's, I think they might be the team that, if anyone has a shot to kind of take over and, and kind of knock Vegas out of there, is it might be Calgary. Uh, they got a good core. Um, they seem to improve every year. They still have Johnny, Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Ham and Cheese, Sean Monahan. They just signed uh, Kachuk. Uh, and then David Giordano, who won the Norris last year on, on the back end. Um, they were plus. They were actually a plus sixty-two goal differential last year, plus sixty-two. The Flames did. The Flames, yeah, um, which is the second best in the league. Um, Behind who? Um, I actually don't know who finished first. I want to say it's probably Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Tampa. Just gonna say yeah. it's gonna go on a limit, say Tampa, but um, you know the only thing with Calgary is uh, their goaltending. Uh, Mike Smith was a longtime starter in in, in Calgary, and he's gone. Uh, and now it's this guy Riddich, and then they have. Uh, the old Rangers goaltender who actually led the Rangers on a good run when Lundqvist got her is uh, Cam Talbot. Um, but Cam Talbot had kind of an off year with Edmonton. Um, so we'll see. Calgary, the one you know, the one thing that could, could hurt them is their goaltending situation. Uh, but like I said, they're stacked the front. They seem to get better every year. Uh, I think Calgary's going to have a, a, a great year. And uh, if there's one team in that in that division that's going to give Vegas a run, it might be Calgary. San Jose uh, is also, I got them finishing third. Uh, they had 101 points last. They were actually second. Um, their goaltending combo were, was the worst in the league by far. And they still um, and they still finished third. 101 yep. points or yeah. something yep. like that. So, uh, they were the league's best possession team. Speaking of that stat, so they were league. They had the best uh, possession stats, um, and their goaltending was the worst. And they still have the same two goalies, Arundel and uh, and Jones. So, we'll see. But I got them one, two, and three. I don't know. If you want to chime in with your one, two, and three? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to pick San Jose to win the division. I know what you just yeah, said about right. their goaltending, but those two young, they're two young guys, so I think they're only going to improve. And like you said, the advanced metrics of the best possession team. Yeah. They did lose Joe Pavelski. They did lose he Joe Pavelski as a captain. Yeah. But they did sign Carlson to a huge deal. Yeah. Which only 
I mean, you got Carlson. Yeah, yeah him and Burns back Burns there. Burns yeah. back there. That's probably the best defensive line combination in the league. Yeah. And they'll generate points. Yeah, well, and they see. control the puck. Yeah. So we'll that's just what I'm thinking about. I don't have much of a feel for the Pacific. It looks like I think it's going to be a real tight race. Yeah. I know a lot of people are really high in Vegas. Yeah. But yeah, Vegas seems to be the far and away. Uh, I mean, when you're putting up a hundred points with, like you said, the worst goalie combination in the league. Yep. That says something about how good that team is. Central is that? Yeah. you want to chime in with your Pacific Division? Well, yeah, just Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Vegas. Yeah, we'll go to the Central. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just going Vegas. Okay. <laughs> Um, then we got for the, what do we got for the central here? What are you thinking? Uh, right now the uh, Avalanche are the favorite, followed by St. Louis. Uh, this one's pretty tight too. I mean, you have Colorado plus two fifty, St. Louis plus four hundred, Nashville four twenty five, Dallas four hundred, Winnipeg five twenty five. So I got um, I mean, it's pretty pretty tight race here according to uh, Vegas. That's what it's gonna be. I got Nashville going one, Dallas two, and and Colorado three actually. I actually yeah. agree with you on the Nashville yeah. pick. I That's think Nashville, I mean, their window's still open. They added Matt Duchesne. Uh, they still have Johansson, Turris. This guy Sissons down the middle. Um, they were the 31st ranked power play. They, they did. They had 100 <laughs> points, but they had the, the worst power play, 12.9%. <laughs> so you think with the kind Manning of guys, Duchesne, yeah, yeah. They, that's only going to get better. What's worse? Well, what's more impressive, that or the worst goaltending duo? The amount of points that the uh, I think the Sharks were able to put up. I think the amount of points the Sharks put yeah. up with the worst goal in the is is uh is you just don't normally see that where a team is so bad in one area <laughs> but they can still you know put up that many points. That's why they had to have the best uh, puck control. Yeah, they couldn't let any yeah. shots. Yeah. So <laughs> on their goalie, the worst power play, but they were third best defensive team. Um, they were arguing with the refs when they made calls for them. <laughs> they would say, "Please don't, don't <laughs> do that." Um, yeah, they're the third third best defensive team. They got uh, Roman Yossi, Ellis, and uh, Matisse Ekholm back there. I mean, they lost Subban. Which lost is, Subban, but they still have plenty of guys more. back there. Pecorine is, is like Lundqvist. He's one of the best in, in the league and in the world, and he's he's going to be 37. Is he going to decline? You know, is, is age going to get to him? We'll see. Um, but I think Nashville's going to come out. Dallas might be the one team, in my opinion. Dallas and Colorado, the, maybe the two teams, actually, in my opinion, that... Um, they're going to be right up there. Um, I have Dallas going two and Colorado three. Um, actually, I might change it now because after I kind of made this prediction, they just re-signed Miko Rantanen um, to a nice deal. So, uh, I mean, he's probably going to sign anyway, but it just kind of confirms that. They have the, probably the best – Colorado probably the best line in hockey with McKinnon, Rantanen, and uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Um, they added a bunch of depth. They got Najim Kadri, uh, Nazim Kadri from the, from the Leafs, uh, Burkowski from the – the Capitals and uh, Jonas Donker from the Sharks. Um, so you're not putting any stock in uh, the Blues making a, another run. I got them at going four. I, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I got them going four, but I kind of they, they just had one of those years where everything kind of just they got hot and and everything kind of just fell for them at the right time. Um, they you know what a lot of people are saying they might make a make a make a run and defend it. Um, you know I just I just don't know. There's a lot of question marks, with, especially with Bennington. Can he really do like we were saying? Can he do that again? You know, he didn't play a full season. And uh, the, the hangover, they celebrated yeah. their asses off. It was fun to it, watch. The Capitals hangover. Oh, yeah. They didn't make and, the playoffs last year, and yeah. they won so, two years ago. You know, what kind of hangover are they going to have? How long is it going to take them to get going, <laughs> you know? It, well, if it takes them 20 games to get going, they're going to be screwed, you know? So it really depends on, on how that goes, you know? But um, What I'll so. add to Nashville is um, that is probably the best hockey environment 
I've ever seen. I've never yeah. seen. I've never been, but you've, you've, you haven't been, have you? Have I've you been, been to Nashville. Yeah, you've been okay. When they had a playoff game, and the way the town's set up is the stadium's at the end of the street where all the bars are. So after the playoff game emptied, they ended up losing the game, but all of a sudden, ten thousand people just flood into all the bars after the game. Sounds like a great time. I mean, the Titans play like on the other side of the town. And it's just sick. They were drinking. They were chugging beers out of catfish. Oh, I can imagine. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the videos. Line. They throw catfish under the ice. Oh, yeah. It's I, just so loud. But that's yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, so yeah. I guess that's that's the four divisions. So who do you have coming out of the East then? Cool. Wait, yeah. what's your pick for the uh, Central? Yeah, oh, what's your pick for, for me? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the. I, I, I think yeah, I think the. Uh, you know the blues i think that kind of how they how they went about their game i think they're kind of built to to kind of go on another run um a lot i think the stuff that they can do can be replicated uh, like you mentioned i mean their their goaltender needs to to prove himself know, have, have the same type of season that he had last year but i think they the, the, the type of game they play kind of makes it a little bit easier for him to do yeah, that yeah i can see that um so so i you know, it's going to be a tight race um, when it's all said and done. I mean, you always have to worry about that hangover. But for a team coming back that's been there, knows what it takes, I think that that will benefit them in the long run. So I'll go St. Louis here, plus 400, a little bit of value, I think. Stanley Cup winner coming back, I think uh, that's a pretty good play in that's my opinion. a good opinion. value pick, too. So uh, who, who do you have coming out of the East? What do you got, Austin? Uh, East, I think is easy. It's Tampa Bay. This is like when well, Virginia played that six, lost that 16 seed as a number one seed. The first team ever in history in March Madness to do that. And then they come back the following year and they just hit all these miracle shots to send games into overtime and win them in March Madness. You go and come out of the East, like going to the, the yeah, finals? Yeah. yeah. The finals in the yeah, East? Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So I think it's Tampa Bay. It's redemption time. See, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. They, uh, that's them getting swept, kind of puts that the weird taste in my mouth for them. I'm gonna go with uh, Toronto coming out of the East. I think Toronto is is loaded and clock lock and ready to rock to make a run. The only question I have with Toronto is uh, their goaltending, Freddie Anderson. I don't really know what they have in him. He kind of he had a good year last year. The year before that, it was kind of still shaky. Um, so if there's one caveat there, it's, it's gonna be him, but. They they are loaded to go, man. I think they're gonna have. I think it's their time. I know the fans up there are dying for it. I think Toronto's gonna come out of the East this year. When's the last time they won a cup? Like nineteen forty-six or they, something. I can only imagine it's the kind of celebrations like gonna go on up there. <laughs> the uh, so the um, Maple Leafs are the second favorite behind Tampa Bay to win the conference yeah. at plus four hundred. They're not that far back. Tampa Bay plus three twenty-five. Toronto plus four hundred. So I think Vegas is is kind of thinking that it's gonna be. Uh, at least competitive, yep. uh, a little bit more competitive than the West, you could say. So, um, and I mean, if you want to pick someone on there that might that might surprise people, not maybe surprise, but I would say maybe value-wise, Washington. You know, put a little bit on them, and they could they could even come out. You know, if they have a good year, yeah, they still got Braden Holmey back there. It's the Ovechkin. Ovechkin's Wa- a beast. Yeah, Washington ten to one. I mean, that's always a, a solid. Yeah. Uh, uh, a solid bet there. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Tampa Bay uh, f- for a lot of the reasons that Austin said. Just that, I mean, you could you could take it uh, one of two ways. Like you said, I mean, Eric, you said that you're feeling more of 
you know, left a bad taste in your mouth. Austin, you think they're going to use it as motivation. I tend to lean more to the side of using it as motivation for a lot of these guys because, you know, it, it was embarrassing. And, you know, coming off of a, a, a historic year, I don't know what the record is for points in a season for an NHL team. But I but think that, they were just short. That, yeah, I yeah, think they were just short. Just yeah. But, I mean, you don't see that very often. And coming into the playoffs, you know, I that think they, wild. they, they were... let their guard down a little bit. And, and I think that they're going to you know do their best to prevent that from happening again yep. they, they've got the school they've got this team that can do it do you know replicate that and then they just gotta yeah, gotta finish business uh when they get to the playoffs so. a lot of their same pieces so it's, yeah so now the, the western conference um what do you got coming out of the west awesome uh i'm gonna go with the predators i don't know what their odds are their odds are uh, plus 800 so that's pretty good value here i just think this is their windows closing pretty quick with Rene being 36 Still playing top of the level, but like I said, there's they had over 100 points with a 31st ranked power play unit. It's only going to get better. I think this is their year where they're going to make a deep run. Yeah, I mean, their window's still open, like I said. Um, I'm kind of torn in the West. I, I really am. I, I mean, obviously Vegas, I think, on paper, you really you kind of have to lean, in my opinion, you have to lean towards them a little bit. They still got Flurry back there. He's proven he can win championships. Um, and nets for them, but if I'm gonna go a little against them, maybe and against Nashville, just to throw a little interest out there and make it interesting, I might go Dallas, man. I might go Dallas coming out of the uh, out of the West. They, I think they just they had a good year last year. They added a bunch of guys. They got Pavelski. Um, still got Ben and Sagan back there. They got this guy Rupi Hintz who had a breakout in the playoffs. Um, and uh, Ben Bishop, man, he had a great year. He had a kind of a career year. It's in the big question is, can he do it again? And I guess we'll see. But just to kind of make it a little interesting. I'm just gonna go Dallas. You know, my heart kind of almost tells me, or you know, paper kind of tells me Vegas. Which, but just to make it interesting, and my gut might be telling me the Dallas coming out this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll double down on St. Louis. Yeah. Um, okay. Plus six fifty. You know, I'll. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm in the minority or not, but uh, let's see what this let's see what this goaltender's got. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, if, if he can, you know, like I said, if he can do what he did last year, then for an entire year, then they're gonna be they're gonna be a dangerous team. And I think at plus six fifty with the team they have coming back, that's not bad. Um, you know, obviously Vegas, you know, like we talked about, is is the heavy favorite here. They're plus three seventy five. The next team is is plus five hundred. So a little bit more of a gap uh, between those first few teams as opposed to the East. But, I mean, that just tells me that it's, it's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more wide open. So I'll, I'll make it interesting. I'll double down on St. Louis to, to, win, wrong to, there either. to yeah. go back and, and win, the, win the West and, and potentially win the mm -hmm. Cup. Yeah. So let's jump to uh, Stanley Cups Stanley based Cup. on uh, based on those picks. What uh, what are we looking at, Eric? I'm going Tampa Bay. Or Austin, there you go. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna Tampa say Bay. East. But I'm gonna go with my East pick. I'm gonna go with Toronto. I I just think it's like I said. I think they're uh, I think it's their year. I think Tampa Bay. Ugh, I don't know. I just mm -hmm. after what they did and get swept like that. After I just can't. I can't. I can't ride them. Well, I'm I'm leaning Tampa Bay too. Uh, little redemption mm -hmm. story. You know, like we talked about even with uh, with Trent. Let's uh, kind of compare picks with him real quick. So he he has the he has he has the Lightning coming out of the East as well as as Austin and I, but he has the Knights winning the the championship or the uh, Stanley Cup. So um, 
the Lightning seem to be favorite, so good for you, Eric, going against the grain a little bit. But, but you um, know what? It really, if you have a hunch, if you listen, you have a hunch on a team, man. Put just and you want to put some money on them. Put some money on them. It really is the sport. It honestly, just it's if you're hot at the right time. You know, you have to have some luck. You have to stay healthy. Um, some guys that you wouldn't expect to have the kind of year they're going to have or have a year, have a year. They have a career year out of nowhere almost. And then just everything seems to work out for you. And if that's the team you, you went with, and you never know. You just have to get in. Especially with hockey, man, you just have to get in. Make once you're in, dance. anything can happen. you got to make it to the dance floor. Yeah, like I said, make, it, make the dance. And uh, once you're in, who knows? So that's really what it comes down to. But Yeah, I mean, we saw that with the Knights a few years ago, their expansion year. Mm-hmm. Just coming out of nowhere and, you know, potentially could have won a lot of people a lot of money. I think the world might have ended if that had <laughs> happened because there was going to be some ridiculous payouts from that. But, um, yeah, I mean, hockey is the sport where you don't really know. Um, but let's let's finish up here. We've been going for a while now. Yeah, so it's, it's been a good talk. Yeah, good good talk. It's, it's, it's nice when it's mm. natural and obviously yeah. you know what you're talking about. So let's uh, – that's kind of like what we did with Trent. Let's get your uh, – before we finish up here, let's get your best and, and worst sports moments. Um, so, be, so best and worst sports moments could be either as a fan. Well, I got or I got personal. one. I was thinking about. It. I got one for each as a fan as and personal. So I'll start as a fan. Best as a fan, obviously uh, the Rangers going on those runs. I think they had two good runs in a row. But the, the one run when they had the uh, they made, they made the, it to the finals, man. That was and the I just finals. I couldn't. I just every night there's every game day. I just couldn't wait. It was like the day just dragged, and it just for me, it just I remember it was like the first year we moved into the the house and. Uh, I mean, me and Kevin, our friend Kevin, we would just sit there and we would just go nuts. And it was just... You guys would look up tickets like every hour to find... Yeah, we tried to get in. I think we deal. went... I tried to go to one playoff when the Rangers make the playoffs. I try to go one every year. Usually the first round because I can't afford to go to any other one. Um, like I said, there's nothing, going to like, there's nothing like going to a playoff game. But to, for me, it was just the Rangers making that run. Which also leads to my worst uh, moment as a fan is when the Rangers lost to the Kings in, uh, in five games. And uh, I remember where I was. I was at work. I was managing a restaurant. And uh, I couldn't really watch the game the way I wanted to because I was working, in a sense. But it was on every TV. It was a sports bar, so it was on every TV. Um, but I just remember them I remember them losing Alec Martinez in that overtime game winner. And just just Lundquist just laying there. And I just wanted to cry. I might have, I probably did cry. I, I know I went out back. I went out back, and the dumpsters were out there. The first thing I saw, I was just throwing rocks I was just jumped right into the dumpster yeah. dude I was punching so take me away to the, to the land I, so. I walked out the back door of the restaurant I smashed the door I was throwing things at the dumpster I was screaming I I, I must have stood out there for like 20-30 minutes did you just, get fired? no I didn't get fired um, I think my boss kind of knew you know he was a sports guy so he kind of knew how I probably felt but I, I'll just never forget that and just the one memory I have of it is just Lundquist laying there just defeated and just how bad I felt for him, knowing how like well he played. What about you as a player? As a player, um, probably my best was uh, like I said earlier. I played a Division One club collegially for for roller hockey, and uh, for Stony Brook. And we had our number one rival was Hofstra. So every year we kind of played like showcases where you go away for the weekend. Every team would come to that same area. <clears throat> so every year we had one showcase in uh, Bethpage, which is on Long Island, which is like Hofstra's home arena. Home arena. So uh, we, you know, through our through Facebook and from their Facebook, we'd make it a big thing. We try to get people to come. So we had the place packed out. Um, you know, the place was packed out. Everyone was going crazy. All your friends and, and family, and just people from the schools, and uh, we ended up winning. But I actually, had uh, two goals in that game. Um, I had two goals in that game, and um, I just remember that as one of my, probably my best uh, 
my moment as a player. Um, what about worst? Worst um, was when uh, my senior year we were playing and we had a great team. Um, we actually f finished fourth in the whole East Coast, but uh, it was our regionals game, um, semifinals, or quarterfinals might have been. And uh, we were playing this team, this team, um, Towson, who was a really stacked team. We were, we were a good team. Our, our goaltending was a little, probably our weakest point, and we were just missing that one prolific goal scorer, which we had in the school who played with us the year before, but failed out of the school. And all we needed, all we needed, we would have won. We would have, in my opinion, we would have made a run at the whole East Coast was this guy. Because in roller hockey, if you have one like big stud, you can take you a long way. We had him. And uh, he failed out, wasn't playing with us. And I remember just, we lost that game. We got, I think we got shot like 3 nothing. And I remember just sitting in the locker room after that game, just knowing that was probably like the last meaningful game I'd ever played in my career. You know, like you just know. It was our senior year. We weren't, we, we might have got a bid to nationals, but we kind of got screwed with the way the school changed the rules of giving bids out and paying for certain things. Uh, so I knew we weren't going to go to nationals. We didn't go, but I knew that was like the last game I was really going to play that meant something. I remember just sitting in the locker room afterwards, just like, I didn't even take my stuff off for like 20 minutes, just thinking to myself, like, that's it. My meaningful career is done. And to this point, I was right. I haven't, you know, I still play now in like a men's league. I actually play ice hockey again, believe it or not. But um, that was really the last meaningful game I ever played. And that's probably like the worst memory so, I have. So they could, Stony Brook couldn't come up with some sort of like paper classes to get this guy <laughs> to play hey, like dude. the University of uh, North Carolina. They couldn't help you I'm guys out. You, man, I, I, every time I see him, I'm still, you know, I'm still close. You see, two of my best friends are actually from that team. And, um, this other guy, I still see him once in a while. I'm like, you know, you, we could have won. We could have won the whole East Coast if you were playing. He's like, I know, I know. He, he knows. <laughs> um, he's a good guy. He's got his, he's got his stuff together now. But it just, uh, just left a sour taste in your mouth, knowing you had him there and you could have played. And he killed it the year before. He, he was one of the top five in goal scoring the year before. Um, but yeah, it's the way it goes, right? Well, the way she goes. Uh, I think we know where where your passion lies. I mean, all of your all of your sports moments, both good and bad, uh, all have to do all revolve around hockey. Yeah, so. I mean, that's my sport, man. Really. You were definitely a good person to have on for this. Well, thank you guys for having me. Come we appreciate, on. Thank you. We appreciate you. No, lot, absolutely, guys. So a lot like... of good information. I, I feel inadequate uh, sitting <laughs> well, listen. here listening to you talk hockey well, because uh, I like to think I know a lot, but not when it comes to this. And so. I listen when I listen to you guys the first couple episodes. I, I knew you guys knew football, but just once you guys got on your run and started going, I was like, wow. I was just blown away. You guys are doing great things, and I hope this podcast uh, continues to grow, and wish you guys all the best. Well, appreciate that. I'll make sure to we'll buy you a drink later for those <laughs> yeah. kind words. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, um, so that that's going to finish up this episode. Uh, again, this was a little special episode that we wanted to do just to to get some stuff out there for the start of hockey season. And uh, a, a lot of good picks. Just before we finish up, ma make sure, again, to check out Link Sports, lynqsports.com, uh, for, for all your betting needs. Uh, and like we said, hockey's coming out now. We've got some preseason previews, kind of like what we what we had on there for football. And um, so, so you know, take a listen. Put your, put your thoughts together. Uh, uh, listen to what Eric and Trent had to say because they – you know, I, I don't want to speak for Austin. They both know a lot more about this than I do. They seem to be experts. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, to be, I, di I didn't know Trent was so into hockey, but when he started throwing that information out there, I'm like, you know, th this guy knows what he's talking about. So these were two great guests that we had to, to preview this hockey season. And uh, so take a listen. A lot of good information. Subscribe and follow us on iTunes, Podbeam. Uh, uh, rate and review. Squaring up the sharp. Uh, Twitter. 
is at Square the Sharp. So make sure to follow us. Uh, we try to put out some 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 funny tweets every once in a while, and uh, so make sure to check us out on those. And we'll see you guys. Uh, the next one we're gonna do is for week five. So right after the quarter mark, we'll have a, a little special, uh, you know, a little episode for that. Uh, touch on the quarter mark of the NFL season. See how our picks are doing for the season. Yeah, quick little recap. Quick recap, and and obviously talk about our competition a little bit. Hopefully my. Uh, record gets a little bit better before then and uh, we have a little bit more of a, a close competition going but that'll be the next time we're on here so we appreciate you guys listening and here's to squaring up the sharp, sharp.